It's prom season once again, so rent your tuxes, buy your dresses and corsages, get a limo and spike some punch. Our date this year is prom night four, deliver us from evil. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. With me today is not Aaron Southworth, is not Nachos McWhirf, it is not Cincinnati Jeff. It is one of the three Duchesses of Blood, one of the three <laughs> Baronesses of Spook, because Dukes of Spook oh. is already taken. But we have Monica from the Spooky Tuesday podcast joining me today for the first time. It is a pleasure, pleasure to have a first timer, a new, newbie here, or not newbie Potter, but new on our show. Um, so thank you so much for coming and filling in for Aaron this week and I'm doing honored. this with me. Can you tell me what you just called me again so I can put that in my LinkedIn? You are fair to like use that. The, um, <laughs> I, well, since there are three of you on your show, um, I, there was the Duchess uh, the Baronesses of Spook and the Duchesses of Blood, I think is what I awesome. said. Awesome. I'm getting that tattooed. Or That's amazing. Baronesses <laughs> of Blood, Duchess of Spook. Well, Frick them around everywhere. Either way, we Either can way, work it, it. I love it. it. Feel, Thank feel, you. No problem. Um, that's what I do here. I make, you know, I, I get people nicknames and uh, they can run with it. Have fun with that. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so they actually, we um, they get fill in the listeners. Out. You guys actually just kind of randomly... I think reached out to us on Instagram yeah. or something and we started talking and we just kind of had a line comment and I checked out your show. You checked out and we, you guys were a lot of fun and we talked about having you get arrows on. Cause like I said, Aaron's taking a hiatus. And I think it's the best. Like mm. this would be a great opportunity to do a little cross promo, little cross plugging here and uh, kind of expand yeah. our little network of podcast friends. And uh, you guys jumped, you jumped at the uh, opportunity. And I was still thankful for that. So yeah, um, well, horrible awesome. horror podcast is part of the origin story of Spooky Tuesday. <laughs> um, my co-host Sydney and I originally were just going to do a pod, the two of us, and we thought about doing one about bad, scary movies. We came up with an idea for a name called So Bad It's Scary, and I Googled that and I found y'all because that's your tagline. Yeah. And then I was like, OK, <laughs> they've got the corner on the market on on this type of podcast. So we moved on from that idea just in like you know any horror movie that we we feel like doing instead and spooky tuesday was born but y'all were a part of that well <laughs> i'm glad we can help out and be uh you know some small part in in you guys's origin stories um <laughs> before we get started though on this week's episode i do have one little bone to pick oh with, um now, oh, we got to fight right now. We okay, might, we might have to throw down here for a second. <laughs> oh man. Oh, um, man. Okay. Okay. What's up? And it might not be you. It might've been, um, one of the other co-hosts. Um, 
But I listened to a few of your episodes, and the first one yeah. I listened to was Jason X because that's when yes. we that was our tenth episode, I think ninth or tenth episode. Oh, amazing! Way back, oh, it you know, better been five your tenth years if ago. It's the Jason, X. you would think I would have planned it out better, but it would probably <laughs> was like the ninth. I missed that the opportunity on that. That's I don't fine. know. We don't plan that shit either. Um, but one of you, I think, said you did not enjoy the movie that you thought it was bad and just didn't. I don't know. You had you were very critical it of was, it. It was Chelsea. It was not me. Okay. I fucking loved Jason X. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Then we're cool. We're cool. Che- yeah, Chelsea then. Chelsea, you ever hear this? Chelsea. We, you and I, we have to go. We have to talk. We have to have some words. Because Jason X, yes, it's dumb. And yes, it's over top. But you know what? It was designed to be that way. And it is a damn good fun ride. It's and it's got so one of the fun. best kills in all of cinema history with a liquid nitrogen's face smash. You cannot oh. beat that. As one no, number one kill for me still, I think, is that kill. Um, that kill is so fucked up. So, and the screw. The screw one was hilarious to me when they're like, oh, he got the Oh, screw. the drill. Yeah, the oh, giant the drill. drill bit. He yeah. just got screwed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then one girl gets Iconic. sucked out of like the, into space through like a venting a oh. vent grate and just like just turns the to shreds meat of grinder. Flesh. Yeah. yeah. Come on. There are some amazing kills more. in that. Yeah. Okay, Monica, you and I were cool. Chelsea, we got her some words. You're com- when you, you come Marcia. on next. I'll let her know. I'll let her know that she's got some some hell to pay. She does. <laughs> I already let her know on the episode, though. So good. Don't worry. Good, I'm good. giving her shit. <laughs> All right. With that out of the way, um, this week's movie, it is prom season. Spring is here. So um, we've done prom night two. We've done prom night three. So we said, fuck it. Let's move on to prom night four. Deliver us from evil and finish <laughs> out the series. So that's what we're in for today, guys. Um Prom Night 4, Delivers from Evil, was released. Um, now, I saw two different dates on this. Um, one said it was just released in 1991. They didn't give dates. It was just the year 1991 at some point. The other date said February 14th of 1992, a whole year later, uh, which also makes sense. I'm not sure why it'd be released on Valentine's Day. A prom movie on Valentine's Day does not make much sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's just weird. Um, so, th- figure out. It's one of those two. It is deeply romantic um, oh, as a film. It is. <laughs> the notebook, piano, get out of here. It's no, prom night it. four this now. <laughs> <laughs> um, written by Richard Beatty, uh, directed by Clay Boris. This guy's got 33 credits as a director. Um, he did a few episodes of Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, uh, mm-hmm. several episodes of Highlander, the TV show. And okay. he was second unit director on the horror movie Wrong Turn. So there's another, that's his horror movie connection besides this one. Um, but second unit director is not much. That's basically go out there and get B-roll. That's uh, basically what he did. Um, you can find this movie if you want to watch it on Tubi, uh, which is where I watched it. Voodoo, Crackle, Pluto TV, Amazon Prime, Sling TV, Fubo TV, and whatever that is, and Philo, something <laughs> else I've never heard of. So it's a lot of places you can get it, so but some options. of them I've, yes. So many I've never heard of, but there are options out there. Um, the cast, we can talk about a few people real quick, just for you guys. Uh, Megan's played by Nicole DeBoer. Borer? I don't know. I butcher names. That's what I do. Uh, 59 Creds. Uh, she was Sarah uh, Bracknell Bannerman in The Dead Zone, for you, for you literature buffs and movie buffs, uh, based on Stephen King's book. Uh, she also played that character in 72 episodes of The Dead Zone TV show. So she has some chops there. She was Lieutenant Esri Dax in 25 episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine for your Trekkies out there. Okay. And she's been on The Outer Limits and uh, Beyond Reality, a few other sci-fi shows she's been on as well. Laura is played by Miss Joy Tanner, also 59 credits her name. This is her debut 
acting cred. This is her first movie, her first real, at least IMDb credit anyway, first gig. Uh, she was in the 2012 House at the End of the Street, which I believe star- starred uh, Jennifer Lawrence, if I remember correctly. Oh, um, God. I heard about I don't know if I've seen that one. I remember seeing it. Uh, I don't remember much about it. Oh, I can't remember, I remember if I liked it or not. I remember the ads for that. Yeah, I remember the ads a lot. I, didn't, I know yeah. I watched it. I just don't remember much about it. Um, she was on 26 episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation, and Degrassi Takes Manhattan, which can't be, <laughs> is probably much better than Jason Takes Manhattan. I can't imagine because that, that's a how Jason movie that sucks. You can tell that, Chelsea to watch that, then watch that Jason movie. X and tell me which one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was Candy Kong in nine episodes of Donkey Kong Country for all you uh, cartoon lovers and Nintendo uh, buffs out there. Um, beautiful resume yes. here. Last two we're going to mention uh, is Father Jaeger, played by Kenneth McGregor. He's got 106 credits, hardworking man, mostly <laughs> a lot of character work and one and done cameo shots on TV shows. But he was Magneto's father in the very first X-Men movie. So um, that's kind of cool. That's uh, very cool. And lastly, we have to mention Brock Simpson again because he returns once more time. Only this time he's playing Father Colin. That no reason to bring him up again. If you remember, guys, Brock Simpson is the only actor to appear in every prom night movie, um, which I guess technically now that this is the third prom night movie we've done on the show makes him eligible for the horrible, horrible horror hall of fame. Um, mm. But I don't know. You might need a little more variety than just doing three prom night movies to get in, but he, he is eligible, I guess, technically. What so, does he play as? Okay, spoiler alert yeah. for the listeners. I haven't seen any other prom night movie, so I'm coming into this completely blind. Well, what luckily, you in the other ones. <laughs> luckily, you don't need to see the other ones because this one has absolutely nothing to do with any of the other sequels. <laughs> they don't all. even really go to prom. <laughs> barely, yeah. <laughs> they barely go to prom. <laughs> I was gonna bring that. Yeah, they. they uh, it's just very reminiscent of a movie we did a few months ago called Party Night. It might have been last prom season. I don't know. But it's basically, it was a prom movie where there was no prom. And it's basically okay. what this is. <laughs> um, Beautiful. <laughs> Brock Simps- Simpson? Samson. What did I say? Simpson. Um, in this movie, he plays Father Colin, a young priest. Mm-hmm. In two and three, again, I couldn't tell you because it's been years since I've seen those. But he had like a small part or a, one of them, he was had a more of a major part. But he's always had some mid- Mid-roll, mid, mid-level part in every prom night movie. Um, now, the first one, Jamie Lee Curtis, I haven't seen that in a long time. Like I said, we don't do that on the show because that's a good movie. Um, um, if we ever did do it, it would be like a watch-long special or something like that. But we, we don't mm-hmm. do it because it's a good one. But yeah, Brock, so he's been bit parts. You don't have to see the other ones that get anything. Uh, the only ones that had anything to do with each other were two and three had some loose connection because the antagonist was the same character played by different people, but the same character <laughs> of uh, Mary Lou. Played by different people. Interesting. But yeah. Okay. Um, so Mary Lou was like, uh, basically in that one, probably too, Mary Lou is, uh, uh, comes back as a killed in like the 50s, comes back as a angry, vengeful oh, spirit and possesses a I girl in the 80s. I heard that one was supernatural. Okay. Yeah. And I so, think two and three are both supernatural. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're different, but they're way more campy and fun. They're not serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up saying so bad they're good for those. We ended up having good times because they're just – they suck. It's freeze whacking weird, but it's just a different kind of fun ride. You can't take it seriously. Fun. 
But Mary Lou's in that one too, just a different actress plays her. So two and three are related. That's it. One and four have nothing to do with the franchise really at all. This one completely doesn't. Like I said, we barely even have have a prom in it. So um, with that, let's just uh, let's get going. Um, so the movie. Oh, hold on a second. I got just for nachos and people listen. They love the sound. There you go. There you guys you like enjoy that. Um, so we open the uh, it opens in 1957 with the credits playing over various shots of uh, this grand, majestic, beautiful cathedral. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful architecture. It's really gorgeous. Very beautiful. Um, the stained glass work is phenomenal. It is. Uh, inside, we meet Father Jonas. He's praying at an altar, asking God to help him save all the sluts and whores to grant him strength <laughs> so he can deliver their souls to him. I don't know about you, Monica, but Who I hasn't been there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I instantly started <laughs> laughing. Like, first few seconds of movie, I'm laughing out loud. It's just because Incredible. the way this actor delivered, I think his name's James Carver or something like that, is who plays Father <laughs> Jones. The way he says sluts and whores. So it's like, I just, I would have done a spit take had been drinking. It's so hilarious, but it's so intense, but it's so, so badly. Intense. It's incredible. He deserves some sort of award for he his does. performance throughout this film. 100%. Um, this guy is praying so hard and so intensely with his hands like clasped together. Like you could, you could, I swear if he had a coal in there, he'd turn into a diamond because his hands start <laughs> bleeding because he's praying so hard. His hands start to bleed. I have never seen that anywhere before. I, yeah, he, ha this recurs later in the film. Like what is this superpower that he has? Well, um, it's actually, um, he just is really strong. Is he just pressing his hands together? He, so I guess he's got the power of the Lord or something. Yeah, I don't know. Lord, um, <laughs> so after the prayer, the camera focuses on a small statue of Jesus, which one reason I mentioned this is because it's weird. It's an odd thing because the, the statue, for some reason, like comes alive and like turns towards the camera. Um, and it's just a weird <laughs> thing because it's not like the camera pans around the statue. You can clearly see the statue turns towards the camera. So it's like, why is this Jesus statue suddenly coming to life and moving? Jesus is turning to you and saying, y'all, this is about to get wild. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your butts, kid. <laughs> or um, you're a fan of Jurassic Park, uh, which, uh, I'm sorry. Chelsea. Chelsea. Was it Chelsea, the Jurassic Park 2 um, yeah. one? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so now we go to Hamilton High Prom. Now, this is the only connection to the other movies because mm -hmm. Hamilton High is the same high school in the in the other two movies okay. in the other ones um but that's about it <laughs> so we meet brad and lisa back in 1957 uh turns out lisa's on a date with larry who is off dancing with another girl named louise so is that enough l names for you to keep track of because no i think there should be more <laughs> you would think so um so um anyway uh lisa tells brad that larry only asked her to the prom because he thought he'd get lucky so then Brad drops the line on Lisa, it's not who you come with, it's who who takes you home. And apparently that fucking <laughs> works that? on Lisa because she pretty much is in, she's like, yep, let's go to your car and fuck. And <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, like, leans in and kisses her after that, too. Yeah. He's just like, I'm just going to shoot my I'm just, shot. I'm going for Bold. it. Yes. I want that confidence. Damn. <laughs> I, I'm about to say, like, would that line ever work? On, I mean, seriously, I mean, you're like, if someone no. says, this, how does that work on somebody? 
but no, it does. It not. <laughs> Especially me in high school, I'd have been like, oh my God. Yeah, that's another are? thing to prepare. What these, a scandalized. These are high school kids. And she's like, oh, that worked on me. Let's go bang in your car, in your back of your Chevy. Um, she so, has her good lines too, though. <laughs> um, what is it? Oh, they, they leave the gym. They head out to the front doors where they light up some cigarettes. They make out a bit. And in comes Larry and Louise, who's like pulling up her dress because like apparently they just got done banging in their car somewhere. That's what that's that's the impression I got from this. Um I can see that. So Lisa's like, hey, you have a car? And Brad's like, yeah, you want me to take you? And she's like, no. And she's like drags him out the door. And so they and we just cut to them in the backseat of Brad's whatever it is, car. In a high school parking lot, keep that in mind, the high school parking lot, and they're making out, they're going at it. <laughs> Brad starts hearing shit, but Lisa just wants to get that dick, apparently, because she's like, fuck, I don't hear shit. Keep going, buddy. Uh, I'm not done here. Um, but then they know it's- Well, they, time is short. Anyone could be walking out of that prom at any second. That is very know? true. That is very true. Dangerous. Um, they, they know it's now three lit candles sitting on the hood of their car. This freaks them both out now, rightfully so. But Brad says, like, well, I guess I'm the man, so I guess I'll go look. Yeah. <laughs> so chivalrous. And that's when Father Jonas punches through a window and just slices Lisa's throat. And Lisa grabs her throat. She's calling out for Brad. She's like, Brad! As How, blood. Can you talk when that's happening to you? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I don't want to find out, like, personally. No, but I, I don't think, either. I think you could. I think very whispery, very, like, yeah. gasping. I think you could. Um, if, I guess I, if it's not too deep, but that's a good question. Yeah. I was so confused at that moment because I was like, is he going to have, like, a hook right now? I thought that he, his weapon was, like, some weird hook thing. And I was like, why is this the weapon? But it's so much better. Oh, than it that. is so so much better. It's I cannot wait so to talk about much this. Better. So, yeah, br- blood is spraying out of Lisa's neck all over Brad, covering <laughs> Brad's face. It looks awesome. It really does. I will say it that. Um, Brad scrambles out of the car and right into Father Jones, who stabs Brad in the stomach with a sharpened metal crucifix that looks more like a fucking sword. It's like Excalibur. So I guess I don't know if you call it a sword of fix or a crucisword. <laughs> Um, I guess I'm going sort of fix. I, I don't know. Crucisword, one of the two. But I, the I thing. I like Crucisword, but we can switch off. Crucisword, sort of fix, whatever. Crucisword, we'll go. Whatever. <laughs> it's awesome looking. It's it's ridiculous because it's so big. It's, it's huge. Just, and I think both, all ends are sharpened. Yeah. Like you could throw this thing like a freaking boomerang because every. Every end it comes like like a point comes to a sharpened point. Yeah, all four technically just it's like Kylo Ren's lightsaber only looks <laughs> yes. from like medieval times. It's got like the yep. the hand guards go across into pointy spike ends. The the hand the handle has a pointy spiky end on it, and then the, the long blade of the crucis sword sort of fix whatever we're calling it, and it's <laughs> massive and it's amazing. Um, I kind of loved it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, no, I, love I loved it. it. I loved it. I mean, you got to have a sick weapon if you're going to be doing this. I That's mean, a good point. Especially all these like religiously motivated crimes that he's going to do. At least he's got the sickest. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus would approve of that. <laughs> Jesus approved murder, murder weapon. Um, <laughs> Brad falls down dead onto the car, landing on Lisa's dead body. Now it gets even wackier already because Jonas then goes to the front of the car, pulls out his aspergillium. 
Um, for those who don't know, that is a priestly tool. If you're not a Catholic, or I am not, but I had to look this up. Uh, so here's your educational moment for the day. Um, an aspergarium is like the little thing that they um, has like a little. It's like a stick. And the end of it has like a, a metal ball or some sort with um, vents in it that they dip into the holy water. And inside the ball is like a sponge that sucks oh. up water. And then they flick it. The wa- That's what they flick the holy water with. Wow. The the bowl is like an aspergary or something like that is what the water is stored. And the aspergarium uh-huh. is like the stick where they, they fling the holy water with it. So, wow, thank you. Yeah. We, we also go to educate here too. Not to entertain, <laughs> but to make you guys smarter. Um, so, But instead of sprinkling the holy water... Apparently this thing is sprinkling, uh, sprinkling like fucking gasoline because he <laughs> sprays this thing and it, the car just erupts into flames. Boom, one oh. flick, flame on one side, flip again, flame on the left side. I mean, the cans are so I guess the the whatever he's flicking out is hitting the can, the flame of the can just erupting in the fire, yeah. and it's. Amazing. Now it turns like a shot from an action video, like the expendable or something like that. Because he starts walking away from the car, which just fucking explodes. Like in a massive fireball explosion. It reminds me of that. I don't know if it's an SNL thing. Yeah, it was an SNL skit. The cool guys don't look at explosions. They turn their backs and walk away. Like that song <laughs> should have been playing right then. Yeah. <laughs> he looks badass. It, he does. It's a great looking shot. It's amazing. I mean, this car explodes and do it from a co- couple angles. Or the angles of him walking right toward the camera, the car is pulling behind him. And they do like an aerial shot or exploding up towards the camera. And But I la- what I laughed about this at the is the fact that like I said, remember, this is supposed to be a high school parking lot in the middle of prom, but this is the only car now in the whole parking lot. There's one car. <laughs> like, that's bullshit. That thing should be packed with cars. There should be like a string of explosions going off, but you know, yeah. budget, I guess. But yeah, I just found yeah. it funny there's only one car in this parking lot at the prom. <laughs> um, but that's it. Like I said, I've, I'm, I fucking love this opening, and I'm like, okay, prom night four. I see you there. I see what you're doing. I'm liking what you're putting down. I'm on board. All right. It's a strong start. It's it is. a strong start. Very strong I, you start. Know, we'll see how strong it continues to be. Okay. That is that. That is the. Uh, that's the question. Does it does it maintain? Um, so now we jump to the St. Basil Seminary uh, down the basement, which looks like a dungeon, more of a dungeon than a basement. Yep. Is Jonas who's self-flagellating himself? So he's whipping himself like. Uh, the monk from Da Vinci Code, the yeah. albino guy, um, while speaking to God, talking about, you know, let, let's let bleed to save their souls of sinners or something like that, something about blood and sinners. Um, hanging on the wall is his, his crucisword. I think you prefer crucisword. Um, still covered in blood. He didn't clean it up. It's just blood stain hanging on the wall there. The blood sacrament. Yes. And yeah, I hope that's not Blad's blood. Um, that's a little re- Resident <laughs> Evil reference for everybody. Um, substitute Brad for Chris. Um, anyways, while Jonas is whipping himself, in comes three other priests. Um, Father Jonas and like two random guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their names are. Um, Jonas looks back and says, "We did good work last night, Father Jaeger. We did good work." Um, Jaeger calls him an abomination. To which Jonas responds, "Don't touch him. No, not there. He's too young." I'm like, "Oh shit's getting real." What? What fucking happened right then? Can yeah. we talk about that? Is oh, yes, accusing, we can definitely talk about that. Is he accusing him of, like, being a pedophile? Yes, that 100%. That's what I got from it. That's what I thought, too. Oh, 100%. my God. I was like, we're going there yes. immediately? Like, Holy five shit. minutes in, we're going right there. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to child. Yeah. I was like, oh, 
Okay. Wait, we're going. We're going there. Don Strap was on in, the guys. For that, I was not prepared. <laughs> Strap in. Um. So yeah, I mean, shit is getting real. We are going there. Um. So I, I wasn't confused. I was a little confused if he was saying that Jaeger either molested Jonas, which I don't think, or if Jonas somehow witnessed or is saying that Jaeger molested somebody else. So it's not really clear, but they are obviously yeah. saying Jaeger is a priest molester or child molester, and that's fucking dark. Um, I think also he could have had like weird clairvoyance things because he's got all this weird powers right now. Because like five seconds that. later, spoiler alert, he starts bleeding out of his hands again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's, yeah, right now here, he looks at his hands, start bleeding out, uh, and he starts magically bleeding from the palms. Um, for those who don't know, like if you don't, you're saying, man, this is actually the uh, sign of the stigmata is what this is. So, Oh, okay, um, like Jesus yes, on the cross? Yes, okay. exactly. It's the signs, like they'll bleed from the hands, they'll bleed from feet, they'll bleed mm -hmm. from the head, from the crown of thorns, and then they oh, eventually okay. die from the spear jabbing them through the side. That's like the stigmata that package that. Um, you can also tell, um, actually, it might have been you, uh, that one of you is the Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, wanted to do more Arnold movies on your show. I love Arnold. Uh, well, it's me. you could do, um, was, um, the ninth, not ninth gate, um, God, there is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that deals with stigmata. It's got Gabriel Burns, and I forget the name of it off to him. I should, I'm, I'm mad at myself for forgetting because I actually like the movie. But there's one you guys could do too because it does okay. deal with stigmata and has a, more of a thriller horror we aspect. We love of, stigmata. I love yeah. the stigmata in this. Oh, maybe called End of Days. That's it. End of Days. There you go. Ninth Gaze of Johnny Arnold Depp Schwarzenegger one. Stigmata, yeah. and it came right up. There you go. End of Days. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, Jonas says, he's holding out his bleeding hands. He says, I'm bleeding for all of you, for all of them. And in a blink of an eye, uh, you blink and you, <laughs> he's fast like the flash here. Jonas grabs Father Jaeger and just starts kissing him on the lips. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really didn't expect that at all. And I, was I like, certainly didn't. No, I mean, like, you know, you've listened to Spooky Tuesday before. We always want to make things gay. But I was like, I don't know if I need this gay kiss this right now. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this doesn't feel like the vibe I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, I actually had that. I was going to bring that up later at the end for you. I, I know that you guys did that bit, um, and we're going to do that later for you. Um, oh, hell yeah. But, yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa. So not, <laughs> not ready for that. Um, so the other two priests have to, like, physically, like, pull Jonas off of Father Jaeger to stop him from kissing him. powerful kiss. <laughs> Jonas starts laughing like a madman, just going insane here. And the priest then just – it cuts to the priest, like – having like arrested Jonas. He looks like he's being arrested. They're taking him out of the, the seminary or uh, the St. Basil's thing. And they're like loading him to the backseat of a car. Like, like, a, like mm -hmm. cops do. Um, and then they just get in the car and they, they drive him away. Like they, they take him away and that's it. That's it. And now we jump all, we timed up all the way to 1991 and we go to the St. George church. Body. Yep. And this is where we meet father Colin um, Brock Simpson, uh, who's a young man who's basically like just getting ordained. Like he's like fresh out of seminary school. He's mm -hmm. fresh kid on the block. Um, and he's talking to his girlfriend apparently. So priest with a yeah. girlfriend. So sure. Um, and he's telling what her about are the ones that the, they're, 
some pastors pastors have wives and stuff. Yeah, what yeah. is the type of thing that you have to be where you're not allowed celibate to celibate and all that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know some, like monks are. I think like like some some monks yeah. were to be. Um, but yeah, I was. I guess priests. I always thought priests and nuns had to take a vow of celibacy. So yeah, I didn't think yeah, they could... okay, yeah. Because when you put it in the nun category, then it makes sense. So it's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway, like, yeah. Um, anyway, so he's got a girlfriend named Jennifer, and he's telling her how he's being sent to Africa for his like final like mission, all this, mm-hmm. you know, his final thing. And then they say their goodbyes, and she leaves, and you never see her again. Um, <laughs> so I really don't know what the point of that scene is. <laughs> I mean, you can introduce Colin put- in a different way, but you know, like, why introduce this girlfriend who's never seen again? It has no bearing on the rest of the movie whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's like his temptation to like, yeah, to not follow his faith because then like Jonas uses it against him later he on. Do, yeah, like, he does. Yeah. yeah. Um still so weird. It's still weird. Like, it's like doesn't so that's, weird. It's, it's like shoehorned in there. Um yeah. Colin then goes to talk to Father Jaeger. Um Jaeger tells him that he's been taken out of the missionary program now. Um and Colin's like, wait, what? I'm supposed to go to Africa. He's like your plans change. And Jaeger grabs like this large like um groundskeeper Willie like key key ring um and takes colin says like follow me and he takes colin down into the bowels of the church which at this point looked like a filthy wet rundown mental hospital um it's very dungeon like but very like it doesn't look like a it should be in the bottom of a church at all no it doesn't it kind (laughs) of looks like the tunnels kind of looks like the tunnels from halloween six where Jason's stalking a nurse underneath the hospital. It kind of like that, only wetter and darker. It's Why very it wet so down there. Wet? Yeah, I don't know why it's so Something. wet. <laughs> they have some sort of water intrusion happening. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get, yes, yeah, like some uh, um, like Helitech guys. Out there. I don't know if that's a way, but he, uh, get the plumber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call Mario and Luigi, get them over there to work on that. Um, so. I, I don't know. It's like some kind of top secret sanatorium or something. It's crazy. It's weird. Uh, Jaeger takes Colin to this one room where they have Jonas strapped down to a bed, all doped up in like a medical coma or something like that, even though like his eyes are open, um, which makes no <laughs> sense. He looks like Sasquatch. <laughs> he does. We're talking. Yeah. This is why we have to talk about this because Jonas, th- thank you for bringing that up because my next note is like, we we're talking about how he looks because remember, this is supposed to be 34. Four years in the future, or yes. f- thirty-four years have passed now. So, how do they age Jonas with makeup? Fuck no, not that. Even though that would make the proper thing to do and the most common thing, uh, but they said fuck that. Instead, they just turned him into like Rip Van Winkle or Sasquatch, as you like to say, and <laughs> yeah. gave him like this comically large, long black beard and long hair. I mean, hell, slap a pointy hat on him, and you got evil Gandalf. I mean, that's all you do. <laughs> Straight it's up, the they worst. didn't age him at all. I think his other superpower, besides bleedy hand, big strong grip, um, <laughs> is like the fountain of youth. Yes, the guy <laughs> is ageless. Ageless. They didn't and, even give him like gray hairs or like any like like no. little bags under the eyes. Nothing. It's a fully black beard. It's a full. His hair is long and luscious. It yes. looks well cared for condition incredibly um, well cared. that is a full that, that thing has been taken care glossy. of well he's been like a <laughs> medical coma for 34 years <laughs> all he could do was grow hair and facial hair that's I all guess. he could do <laughs> um 
So, I mean, so Jaeger tells Colin that Jones is beyond salvation, that all they can do is keep the demon contained, that he is evil beyond imagination. So kind of ripping off Halloween there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Jaeger goes into a coughing fit, and then Colin just helps him out of the room. So now we cut to our main girl, Megan. She's eating lunch alone at a picnic table at her Catholic high school. Um, she's shortly joined by her boyfriend, Mark, who does not go to the school with her. Um, Cause I'm guessing she's at an all girls school. That's what yeah. I kind of get from this. Um, other than that, there's nothing about this scene of any importance at all, really. So it just introduces them and we're going to move on. Um, the only thing I will say is that um, Megan's hair kind of makes her look like a Bashan Frisee. Um, if you guys know what that is, it's this little white dog with poofy hair. It look of Bashan Frisee and her hair, and it she it just it's. I ridiculous. like her curly bob, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> it is a perm, like it is permed to the roof, and it's like short and curly, like maybe down to her ears, super curly. I think the whole point perm. of that scene was just to establish that she it goes to confession. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, yeah, she goes to a Catholic school or something. Yeah, so. there's really nothing else. Yeah. So now we jump to Father Colin <clears throat> standing over Father Jaeger's fresh grave. As he stands there looking down, we hear Jaeger in VO voiceover telling Colin that he was chosen to succeed him as guardian. And it's now Colin's job to watch over and take care of Jonas, to always keep him locked up and above all else, protect the church, to never reveal Jonas's existence to anyone. This is now his life's work. But if but if ever Jones does a wager get out, you know what? Go ahead and call Cardinal Turrent. Like basically what he says. You get Colin all that got, voiceover. So Colin got fucked over. Yeah, you think? He got <laughs> fucked over. He was gonna go to Africa. He was gonna go, you know, do something exciting. Yeah. And instead, he is charged with being the ward of an eternal being. Who is evil? Yeah, that and, sucks. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna die in ten years. <laughs> he's apparently gonna live forever. Because <laughs> we—it's proven he does not age at all. He is—he nope, is he immortal. Looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, like I said, let's uh, again. I just sounds a little too realistic and hitting a little close to home when it comes to the priesthood, like protecting the church and putting the church's need instead of doing what's right. Uh, you know, kind of moving around and protecting child fucking priests uh, and to yeah. protect them. And the church instead of sending those sick fucks to prison, kind of like I'm getting a little um, messagey here. Like kind of a, Hmm, let's peel back that curtain in this, uh, in this movie a bit. No, totally. Cause he like, they know that father Jonas committed those murders. And yep. instead of being like the authorities take him away, they're like, let me create an underground <laughs> ward. Yes. That's very wet <laughs> to keep him for all of eternity. <laughs> Like, yes. that's how deep their secrets go. That's yeah. how the length they'll take to keep from which, any controversy. Which is way more exuberant and elaborate and pricely and just way more convoluted than just saying, yeah, we had a priest who murdered some people, sent his ass to prison. We don't rep- – and yeah. we'll, we'll excommunicate we him. We, we don't yeah. We excommunicate him. He's done. That's the right thing to do. Yeah, but instead, of, you know what? Let's just put him in a medical coma and we'll just keep him locked up in a dungeon for 34 <laughs> years or forever. Um, perfect, perfect. And then on second thought, the other thing about this is who in the blue hell thought it would be a good idea to put the youngest, like the new kid. Hey, let's put the new kid in charge of the, the immortal killing machine priest. That's a great idea. Put the new guy on it. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they thought that Father Jaeger would be around five minutes longer to like really <laughs> instill in him the knowledge that this guy will fuck your shit up. Yeah. But no, he died too quick. Yeah, I, just I, I love these weak premises and just like all the red flag. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, so we cut back to the Catholic school where a nun and out is scolding our two other main characters, Laura. And her boyfriend, Jeff, are basically getting caught fucking in a car on school property. That's like a big theme of the film. It's fucking in a car. It really is. This is twice now. I mean, I guess they, whoever wrote this thinks that high school kids just fucking cars. That's like all they do. Um, the only place they can go. only place. Yeah, nowhere else. Um, after they leave the nun's office, Jeff tells Laura, which is another L name, by the way. Now, so we have four at least L names going on in this movie, maybe more. Should have gone all the way. Yeah, <laughs> and we have Mark L. and Megan, so we have two M's. There's not a whole lot of variety in the uh, creativity name department um, in this movie. Keeping it all in one section of the alphabet. Yeah, and then <laughs> you have Jaeger and Jonas, two J's. Like everybody's like, yeah, too many. Um, anyway, so Megan and Mark, they're going to. They say, hey, Megan and Mark are going to prom. So Jeff asks Laura if he wants to go with them, and it, we have a really big, cool surprise all cooked up. So she says yes. The two of them get into a sweet Firebird and drive off. Nice. That car's pretty sweet. I was for like eighties, early nineties. Where Laura's like, "Yeah, I was fucking him." Oh yeah, she straight up tells nuns. Yeah, the nuns like she, the nuns beating around the bush like, "What were you doing?" And blah blah blah. And you were doing this. And Laura's just like, "I was fucking him." Like like they, they, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, she's very blunt about that. And that's that. when I loved, fell in love with her. Yeah, Laura's pretty great. I will say Laura's probably she's the best so character funny. in this movie. Um, <laughs> so we jump back to Colin now, sitting in like an office or a library or something. We get more Jaeger voiceover saying how the church is very forgiving of their own. Um, once again, kind of showing the, kind of being that <laughs> yeah, horse. Jesus. Um, that they tried to help Jonas, but nothing worked, and that Jonas became catatonic right after he was brought here. Um, uh, they tried exorcisms, drugs, and treatments, and those were the only way to keep Jonas comatose to keep Satan from awakening within him. Is Again, we get all that in voiceover while Colin Great sits there. Great voiceover work. It is pretty movie. good voiceover work. <laughs> It's effective. <laughs> um, Colin then packs up like a black doctor's bag, like a medical bag, grabs a syringe filled with some drug, and then heads down to Jonas's room. Uh, where he pulls out a straight razor, cleans up Jonas. He, he cuts his hair. Um, he, I guess he had, he's already shaved off the big giant beard. Um, but and for some reason. Sexy ponytail. Yeah, I was like, it's yes. An upgrade you, to 1950s Jonas. Like, he looks great with the ponytail. I'm going to say he, he leaves say. him the, the man bun, the man ponytail. He leaves the ponytail. Um, <laughs> be, I love how they make you think like, oh, Colin's just going to kill him because they bring out the razor. The razor, yeah. No, he's going to get, he's just going <laughs> to take him to the barber. He's got to shave him up. He's also a part-time barber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, be, uh, all this whole time ago, we get more voiceovers that I didn't care. There's just more Jaeger talking. Um, <laughs> and now I, I still, at this point, again, I, now with the beard and the hair is looking, I still can't get over how they did nothing to make Jonas look older. Even at this point, like oh. I, I, he, sh I, I did the math. Jonas should be in his, somewhere in his fifties at this point. And he still looks like he's in his twenties. Like it's, it's just bamboozles me why they didn't do i do any kind of aging at all of this guy 
Like um, science has gone so far now in 2022, you know, Botox, all of that. But even then, 50 <laughs> year olds don't look like Jonas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, so we cut to uh, Megan in her bedroom with Laura. They're just chit chatting, hanging out. And it's just like a, just a little conversation, you know, seeing a show them being friends and they're, uh, you know, all mm-hmm. that. But I shit you not, guys. They actually end up having a fucking pillow fight like how cliche can we get two high school girls two teenage girls in a bedroom and they have a pillow fight I was, that's what high school girls do what are you talking about i was gonna no, say I, yeah i mean do you sit around no. with uh, your girls and just have pillow fights and- oh of course all the time no and and the pillows fly out of them and it's hilarious yeah. ha, ha, ha. we're all in matching pajamas no this is not happening i just I, I just laughed i'm like this is like how cliche can you get so we go back to the church colin returns to jonas's room again um, saying he wants to help him. But of course, the new kid thinks he can do better than the old fuddy duddies did over the last 34 years because he's got that new kid mentality of I'm the best. <laughs> Colin walks away and instantly starts to hear whispering, saying, uh, Motherfucking priest, you should have married that whore Jennifer. You fucked her enough, didn't you? But you weren't the only one. And so he's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> so now. <laughs> What a horrifying voice to hear in your head. It's like so mean. So aggressive. So aggressive. But so Jonas doesn't beat around the fucking bush. No, okay? he does not. He does not. We gotta respect him for that. Callan rushes back to Jonas's room and looks in. He's Jonas is still laying there all comatose in bed. So I'm guessing Jonas also has like telepathic powers now to like project his thoughts into other people's minds or something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how this happens. Otherwise I... either that or Colin is also a little crazy and he's having his own like <laughs> mental breakdown or regrets of not <laughs> doing something with Jennifer and entering the priesthood. Um, <laughs> especially now he's like, fuck, I did not expect to be babysitting a 34, you know, 50 something miracle man. He was like, yeah. uh, locked up in a dungeon for the rest of my life. Um, so Colin goes to his office, calls Jennifer on the phone, but just hangs up once she answers it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And he grabs the black, black doctor back again, goes, goes to leave, but a curtain gets pulled back. At least I think it's a curtain. This is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. A curtain gets pulled back, and there standing there is Jonas, who then just instantly seems to turn invisible. Because Colin rushes it back. He's just gone. He pulls the curtain back. There's what? Jonas. Yeah. Ah! And then he just disappears. And Colin goes down to Jonas' room. There's Jonas laying in bed comatose and again. I don't understand what was happening there. Like, <laughs> Neither do like, I. I don't, no one knows. The writers didn't know. <laughs> I don't think they did. I don't. It's like, this is what. This is so crazy. Like, we've seen teleport. Like, the, the cliche teleporting killer. But this is just whack-a-doodle like what he just pops up behind a curtain like ha and then he's just gone like instantly gone blink and he's gone i feel like he's gotta have some sort of like mind thing where he like made him see him there astral projection like some doctor strange shit going on yeah maybe he made colin see him there so colin would go down and check on him to like lure him down there i like I like that idea. That would be kind of a good idea. I think you're um, doing this movie's work for it, but that's a great. I like where this is going. I, I like I like we're kind of turning Jones into more than he really is supposed to be, but it makes the movie so much more interesting when you think about it from that point of view. It makes it so much better. 
got a lot of powers, okay? It does. I don't even know. Astral projection. Yeah, astral, astral projection, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Callan rushes back down to Jonah's room. He's still there comatose. And so I'm like, what the fuck's happening? I don't know. Callan enters the room, <clears throat> goes over to Jonas to give him the shot of whatever's in it, but notices that uh, uh, the tops of Jonas's feet are now bleeding. Like I said, so we got uh, stigmata, stigmata stage number two now. Now the feet are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Callan starts to hear Jonas whispering in his head again, only this time it's in Latin. So he's very he's speaking in Latin now, so good for him. Um, he leans down closer to Jonas because that's always a good idea. And to no one's surprise, Jonas springs to life. Jonas grabs Callan by the neck. And then with one hand, one hand, and you, listeners, you know how I feel about this one-handed bullshit. One hand throws Callan across the room, which <laughs> seems to kill Callan at this point. He's like, throws him against the wall. Callan collapses. Down. Doesn't move. He's out. He's done. And then Jonas <laughs> just escapes. He just leaves. He's out of there. Yeah. Um. We cut to Mark's house. At least I think it's supposed to be Mark's house, because um, and what's about to happen is really kind of fucking creepy. Oh, so yeah. Mark and Megan are making the M's, uh, double M's. They're making it on the couch, and watching them from the doorway is who I hope is Mark's younger brother. Because if it if it, if it, if it was uh, Megan's, it's really fucked up. There's some serious issues. But I'm, Mark's it's younger brother. Be Mark. yeah. It's Mark's. It's Mark's. <laughs> um, <laughs> But for putting it to rest, it's Mark. <laughs> it's Mark. Um, because, all right, so, because um, uh, we're about to go down Taboo Parkway there. Um, so mm. this kid, a kid, he's like probably 14. I'm going to say 14. Um, watches them make out, and he's getting all horned up. Like, it gets awkward really fast. Um, I mean, it, this kid is, is, is off-putting as an adult, watching like this 14-year-old boy being like this creepy perv. Who's like seriously about to like come in his pants, um, and there I thought I swear to God, I thought there was a moment that he was gonna just, like start just jerking off right there because he's watching his older sibling Mark we're saying Mark getting on and he's doing commentary while they're making out. Yeah. He's like, oh, rub, 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 oh, rub your hand up her leg. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, unbutton that brows. Oh yeah, unbutton. Oh, one more, yeah. And he's like, he's breathing. He's like, people Ooh. can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> they're like ten feet away. No, You're they don't even this notice. Out loud, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy. It's so weird. It's like what? And he's like biting his lip while he's watching this. It's like. This is why what? I'm glad that there's the internet now, so kids can watch porn instead of like, perv on their brother. Jesus Christ! That may be the best line I think I've ever heard. Thank God there's internet porn now, so God. kids can jerk off properly instead of watching In their, their siblings room make with out. The door closed, so no one can hear their weird commentary. <laughs> That's the best argument for pro-internet porn I've ever heard. It just makes sense. This it does. I evidence. mean, it makes just sense. Just show this clip to someone. Parents, watch this clip and you'll, you won't mind you your kids. You don't want watch. this to happen. Yeah. This is so weird. Um, but thank God Megan stops this or who knows how far this was gone, what we would have ended up seeing. Um, and she tells Mark that she's just not ready yet. So, she's a good girl. We jump back to the church. Um, Father Colin wakes up, so he's not dead. Uh, he gets up, heads all the way back up to his office, calls the cardinal to report about Jonas escaping. 
But before the Cardinal can even get to the phone, Jonas pops up behind Colin and strangles him with, I think, a phone cord. Yeah. At least I think it's again. Some of these scenes are really dark and it's kind of hard to see, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing it was like the 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 phone cord and kills Colin. Colin's dead. Um, we go right back to Megan back in the room with Laura. Both of them are just hanging out in lingerie, garter oh belts and thigh high stockings because you know that's what eighteen year old girls do is hang out in lingerie in their rooms. Um, are they getting ready for prom? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think this I think is what they're it getting is. ready for prom. Yeah. So they're wearing their best stuff, I guess. I will say, <laughs> I am a sucker for garter belts and thigh highs. That I will. That's my thing. We give Aaron it looks some fantastic. shit. It's it's. Oh God, that that's uh, so hot. <laughs> it's garters and thigh highs. Like yes, that's so hot. Um, uh, so Laura is looking especially hot because she's got like this red like halter corset to go with her yeah. matching red like she's in red and black i'm like oh girl you you she's can also get just so freaking gorgeous i have a huge crush on her yes. oh my god thank you yeah. Yeah. laura can get it i i mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. agreed agreed um so they're talking about how great they look and how the boys are gonna love it although megan has some it, like a theme throughout this is megan having self-image issues because she thinks she's too fat and she says it like at least twice in the movie this comes up, which is another weird kind of... Like, why did they in, need to make yeah. her like feel she's not, ashamed of her body, yeah. too? And it was so, like, just a tiny little thing. And like, it is, it's, I picked up... It's, like, so tiny. And, like, I guess it's kind of... um, In a way, it's very realistic because a, a lot of high school girls and people feel that way, that they're not thin enough or not good enough. So it adds, I guess, a little, little, little splash of realism. But at the same time, it's, like, it makes her kind of... Like, a little bit more depth of character, but at the same time, it's also like almost unneeded because I think it almost so sends a bad, bad image, yeah. you know, like yeah, the, because if there's no follow up to it. There's no like, see, you're wrong or anything like that. That's the wrong. It's just like she no, shouldn't be like that at all. The other instance is the last time her and um, Laura were alone together, and she looks at a picture of her when herself when she was younger, and she's like, "Oh, Mark wouldn't be dating me if I still looked like yes, this. yes, he, yeah." And thank Laura's you. like, "No, he wouldn't, but he likes you now." So yes, like that's so wrong. It's <laughs> so yeah. that's enforcing it. Um, yeah. So I disagree no. with that. that I don't it. think that should have been in there. That's just weird. Um, so anyway, Laura does tell her that uh, she's perfect, and then this leads. Um, you may come back to this at, at the end when oh. we do your segment. Um, but this leads to a very lesbian horrific scene with Laura, like rubbing on Megan, telling her how sexy she is. And like, do you find me sexy? I think you're beautiful. You're, you're hot. Yeah. Are you attracted to me? I was like, whoa, (laughs) I didn't expect this movie to go there. And then, I mean, say what happens next. (laughs) Well, turns out to be a joke. Uh, Megan's like, no, you're just my friend. I don't like it. Laura starts laughing. And she says, oh, it's okay, because I just read an article in, like, Cosmo about how to tell if your best friend's gay or not. And, like, so she was, like, testing her or something like that or doing this what, weird tease. Why are these mind games? <laughs> yes, mind games. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I was like, wow, this is going in a different direction, a hot direction. Yeah, it was hot. Catholic like, I was like, school girls, this seems like the setup to, again, a porn. A porn. What was- is occurring? <laughs> And then I was like, and then it's all a joke, and she turns it off completely. And I was like, oh my god, wait, I guess she actually was joking. I I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I don't like, know if she was yeah. a bisexual maybe character. Maybe she's bi? That'd be sick. That would be sick. Like maybe she was like doing the oh, I'm just joking, huh? As the self defense thing. Up, oh, no, no, we're good. 
But maybe but she was real. He doesn't act it like that, though. No. She's like, ha ha, I was just kidding. Ha ha. And then it's like, it's completely fine. And yeah. I was like, okay, maybe she was supposed to act that in a different <laughs> way and it just didn't pan out. I don't know. Yeah, I got a little turned on. I, I won't lie. I was getting a little turned on. I was like, oh, okay. I'm into the. All right. All right. Because like, like like we both agree, the movie's turning left. Yeah, Laura, <laughs> Laura can get it, so I'm okay with it. I'm like, yes, more of that, please. Uh, but yeah, it's all joked. He blasted off, and then we, we jump to Mark. That unfortunately, oh, so I wish there's more. So we get jump to Mark and Jeff in their tuxes, uh, making sure they have everything ready, like you know, beer, cigarettes, whatever. We got everything, uh, but most importantly, the hash. And I was like, man, when was the last time you heard someone refer to weed as hash? Like. That dates this movie. Like, I don't even know in the 90s where they call it hash. Like, that's just weird. Like, hash? Who says that? Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I, I don't know. Oh, you might. Maybe. I forgot this was made in Canada. Yeah, I should have said at the beginning, guys. Um, for Because we have had this long uh, history, this gag on our show that um, we do not have a good luck with Canadian films. <laughs> We've had very, very few good Canadian horror films that we have found on this show. So every time we know it's Canadian, we're like, oh shit, it's Canadian. We just know, always okay. know we're in for a bumpy ass ride. Um, My Bloody Valentine's incredible though. That's Canadian. So it right. can happen. But, but Canada isn't really known for its horror. Yeah. <laughs> but we also, like I said, Bloody Valentine, we haven't done this show because it's a good one. Yep. Um, we, yep. Well, we did a retrospect. We did like a comparison one year. We did like, we compared the remake and the original. Just, it was kind of like a bonus episode. Oh, it wasn't okay. an That's actual fun. thing. So I don't consider it um, We've done it. Anyway, uh, moving on. So where were we? Um, Mark's younger brother, John, who is the, the pervy kid we saw earlier. So thank God it, it was Mark's brother. Uh, is <laughs> pretending now to be sick for some reason, which makes zero sense for what comes up. And is about to, There's no reason for him to be playing sick at all. I, I do not get this. I don't understand because it's not like he was going to be freaking invited to this yeah. anyway. He is a child. Yeah. Uh, so I just... No he could have just been zero. fine. He could be like, yeah, I'm fine. We're sitting here and watch TV or I can play Nintendo all night. It's cool. All right. You can be good, John? Yeah, I'm good. All right. See ya. Bye. That could have been it. There's no yeah. reason for him to be playing sick at all because Mark was still going to go to prom regardless. John was still going to be left home regardless. It's it just I don't understand why the, the, the faking of the illness is here. It, I'm just, it bamboozles me. I don't get it at all. Was it like to make you know that he was up to something? Because the first time I watched this, I must have looked away. I completely missed the, this whole scene. And so later on, when we see him again, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So <laughs> maybe. Then watching it again, I was like, oh, I guess that was the cue that he's being a weird freak again. Maybe. But like I said, it doesn't matter. He could still, he's, he's yeah. still going to be a weird freak later. It yeah. just, he doesn't need to pl pretend to be sick. He just, like I say, he could have been sat there and like, yeah, I'm good. See you later. Have fun. And the exact same thing would have happened. Like, it, nothing changes. I would um, have been so good without him in this movie completely. Yeah. <laughs> it, just it, drop that whole shit. And it is true. Like, like he is a character that they don't need in this movie at all. And they could have just gotten rid of the creepy brother and just made it like a, uh, made another high school kid, like a, 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 you know, a tertiary friend or something like that just kind of yeah. snuck around. Or, you know, the, the fifth wheel who didn't have a date. Like, they, there was no need for him to, to really have this kid in here other than, you know, I don't know what they were thinking, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, um, so let's see. Um, we go back to the church. Um, we get some random priests and the cardinal uh, that find Father Collins' dead body. So what do they do? Call the police to warn them about the escaped psycho killer priest on the loose? Nope. 
that would make too much sense and be too socially responsible. Um, instead, the cardinal orders the lackey priest to take Colin to his room and hang him there to make it look like he committed suicide. What the fuck is wrong with this church? This what is, is happening? A statement. It's making a huge statement that went completely over my head until we've discussed it now. <laughs> so like, wow, some fucked up shit is happening all the time. This is condemning the Catholic Church. And the sad thing is, I could honestly kind of see that legitimately happening in today's society. Like, I could see them doing this in real life. That's kind of the sad thing about it. But is man. the writer a, a, a conspiracy theorist about the Catholic oh, man. Church? I, I mean, wish not I could, necessarily. I have no idea. <laughs> he was trying to say something. He said it. Yeah. Oh, he said it loud and clear. <laughs> he was not beating around a bush or uh, yeah, beating around a flaming like bush. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bernie Bush. Flame. Yeah. Um. Um. So anyway, so that that's, that's crazy. And the Cardinal finds Colin's journal on his desk, which he reads it. And uh, which it says, I tried to make contact with Jonas. Um, I did not administer the drugs to which Cardinal, the Cardinal just says, idiot, and leaves. <laughs> like, okay, this Cardinal is a dick. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, he had clear instructions to drug the guy, and yeah. he didn't. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, your own fault. Um, but uh, it kind of goes back to the point, like, why put the newbie in front and charge this in the first place? <laughs> just get somebody else. Uh, we cut Someone back. Explain to him the gravity of the situation. Yes. <laughs> um, we cut back to our main four characters driving in the limo, drinking champagne. Which, by the way, they're way too young to drink because they're high school kids. But they're to- and they're toasting Jamie Lee Curtis, which is a little that meta. Shit was so funny. I was like, "What's happening right now?" Because you know what that means. That means yes. this movie <laughs> takes place in a world where prom night one has come out and yes. they've seen it is a movie that they've seen and halloween and like yeah it's yeah it's crazy it's, it's I, very I, meta i liked that part a lot because it was the stupidest thing ever but i loved it <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> so meanwhile now jonas is being picked up by some random truck driver who i kind of love oh. this truck driver is telling a priest <laughs> That he's out to get some pussy, kitty, 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 and that he likes to get laid on Friday nights. Jesus, I love Fridays. And I'm like, TGIF. Yeah. Like, this trucker's kind of awesome. I want to <laughs> smoke some hash with this guy. <laughs> so, and that's the scene. He's the king of Fridays. Like, <laughs> he really is. Poor guy. <laughs> So we cut back to our main four. They pull up outside the Hamilton High School prom. Jeff just sticks his ass out the window, moons this this large crowd of kids out front that are going into the prom, yelling out, this is what I think of Hamilton High and their prom. And as they drive away, um, that I mean, that's it. That's our prom night in the prom night four. <laughs> that's all we get from here on out of prom. I was straight up so confused because I rewatched this part again, and I was like, is there a part? They tell us that they were all planning the whole time to not go to prom because they're in their prom outfits. Yes, thank you. I was gonna bring. We're gonna I talk was about so that. confused. Very confused. I was like, Ugh. You know, There's like, no- yeah, they never go to prom, even though they're supposed to be going to prom. They're in a limo. They're in a limo, so they could have saved so much money. They yeah. didn't. Need, no need to rent a tux. No need to buy a dress. Don't need to rent a limo. You could have just gone in jeans and a t-shirt in like your old in the Firebird, driven off to this party, and you would have the exact same 
events occur. Like, why even go through the prom, the dresses and all this stuff for if you're not even going to go to prom? And yeah, it wasn't I, even their prom. Like, and, well, maybe the guys went there. Maybe the guys I think went the to the guys Hamilton. go there. Okay. That makes sense. Because yeah. somebody does say, yell out Jeff. One of the guys that gets getting moved yells out Jeff. So I guess the guys went to Hamilton High while the girls went to the Catholic school. They that would make just sense. They gone to prom for one second and been like, this blows. Let's yeah. do both. And like their plan could have been after party at the mountain house or whatever the hell. I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> the old monastery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like they should have done at least one scene in the prom. They could have said, this sucks. Or we should leave early. Or they even just say, hey, we're having a good time. But hey, can't wait till the after party at when we go to my parents' special house or whatever it is. But yeah, like this, they completely skip prom altogether. So we have prom night with no prom. And so. It's just a weird thing. Very strange. Um, so where we are. <clears throat> so as they drive off, Mark and Jeff tell the girls they're taking them to Mark's parents' summer home, which is like an hour from here out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a shot of the limo's limo driving. And all of a sudden, it's fucking snowing now. It's snowing out of the middle of nowhere. It just came out. It's, we haven't seen snow the whole time. Prom's supposed to be in the spring. You think it's springtime, warm weather, but now it's snowing. And uh, I don't get it. They're not properly dressed. They're not at all. I, 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 I don't get snowing out of nowhere. Because when they at prom, when they're mooning the people at prom, no snow. When they're getting in the cars, no snow. When the priest got and when Jonas got in the trucker's truck, no snow. But now this scene is like a blizzard. Like there is snow coming down. There's snow everywhere. <laughs> um, the snow passes or the snow, the limo passes the truck. That picked up Jonas, uh, which is now on the side of the road with his hazards bl- uh, hazard blinkers on. The camera pans over the truck, and the driver just falls out of the driver's seat uh, side door dead, having his throat sliced open. That's the scene. The limo pulls up to the summer house, uh, which, by the way, oh, no snow now. Not snowing. Um, but, you know, whatever. They just passed through a light blizzard. <laughs> light oh, blizzard. Yeah, just a little, little light blizzard. Um <laughs> Mark tips the limo driver and tells him, hey, we'll see you on Monday. And the four head into the house, which used to be the, the old St. Basil Seminary from the beginning of the movie. And my dumbass didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed like the POV shot. And so I was like, oh, this looks a lot like that place from the beginning, that weird cave. Huh. It's so weird. Um, anyway, second watch really did wonders for me. Anyway. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, go on, I had a rant here about more snow, but I'm going to skip over it because I just don't understand why they kept showing snow and then no snow. Um, but anyway, the inside, they complain about uh, the smell. Like, this place smells weird. And Mark's like, I don't know. It's weird. And Mark gives them a tour of the place, which, again, we'll talk about weird. Like, if you give somebody a tour of your house, Normally, the first place, like, okay, here's the living room, here's the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. Nope, the first place on the tour Mark gives is the basement. The fucking basement. Who gives a house tour and starts in the basement? I don't, that's just weird to me. Um, they open up the- Very proud of the wine collection. Yes. <laughs> um, so they open the basement door and they get hit like with the stink. And they find out that someone has stolen- the freezer that was downstairs, but left all the frozen meat dumped on the floor to rot, which is causing the smell. This leads Mark or them to discover that all the appliances and electronics in the house have been stolen, like all of them. So 
such an interesting plot point. Kind of, yeah. Like, like, why? Not, like, interesting, not in, like, a good way. And, yeah. like, why is this in the movie? I don't think it really that does nope. anything to move the plot at all at, it doesn't at any point <laughs> it doesn't not even at all and it, it doesn't move the plot along it doesn't come back there's never a scene like oh shit i really wish we had a fridge right now man we could have <laughs> oh. stopped jones if we only had that microwave <laughs> like nothing it's not like they stole all the phones or something yeah. and that's why they couldn't call the cops exactly like, no. all like, the phones are there the phones were there but they the go. oven and the microwave and the freezer, they're gone. <laughs> Again, Just to create what? that weird cooking scene where they just have rice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. There's so many weird things. Like this. It's, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, Megan says they should call the police, you know, and report the stuff that, been, that they've been robbed of. Of course, Mark says no, because they're not supposed to be here. And, and you know this because, you know. Horror movie logic is another reason why I say no. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do guess I think Mark's parents would probably get over the fact that they're not supposed to be there and more concerned that all their shit was taken. So I think they'd probably like, Mark, you shouldn't be here, but thank you for calling the cops. You did the right thing because all of our shit's gone. <laughs> I don't well, think. <laughs> also, eventually the cops are going to be called. And then like, I don't know, in 92, they had fingerprinting. Did they yeah. not? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So then when they did yeah. call the cops. Their fingerprints would be all over. Yeah, that's true. Their fingerprints are all the door. (laughs) Um, So anyway, they all agree to stay anyway and make the best of it, which basically translates into drinking and fucking. Which, I mean, why not? Prom baby. It's prom. prom. Yeah. We cut the outside where we get some POV footage. I say that like I did that prom night, but no. Historically speaking, that's what prom night is. Yes, historically, <laughs> yes. Um, we get some POV footage of someone creeping around outside the uh, outside the house and breathing all heavy. You know that that's same old shtick. Um, and they're spying on Laura and Megan through a window um, as the two girls take inventory of what food's still in the house. Meanwhile, the guys have cleaned up um, all the meat in the basement and take it outside, causing it, you can't get the product to kind of duck out of sight as they come out with the trash bags. Uh, Mark and Jeff then go back to the basement to find the giant, fully stocked wine cellar that Monica mentioned a little while ago. This is like ball. This is like like Italian nice. villa type shit. Like it's incredible. Massive. It's cavernous. It is. <clears throat> Jeff wants to take a bunch of bottles, but Mark's like, "No, the wine's worth more than the house." But Jeff's like, "Who cares? Just blame it on the thieves." And Mark's like. Oh, yeah, light bulb. Ding, that makes sense. All right, let's party. Um, so that's what they do. They take a bunch of wine upstairs and start partying. But now the prowler apparently looks like he has entered the house and is spying on the girls as Laura gets up, heads out to the uh, shed to get some firewood from outside. Um, and also, now there's snow on the ground. I I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what is happening with the weather in this little community? Blizzard, oh. no snow. Now there's snow on the ground. Like it's just what the fuck is going on? I want to know what the filming schedule was for this. Yes, like, like what, they... like what delays change seasons throughout the filming process? I thought that too. Like, did they have to like? Well, we start in spring. They had a bunch of delays. We have to film like February now. And try to play it off as spring. Like, yeah, it, this looks like it was shot through, like, an entire year of, of and they just <laughs> didn't care about all the inconsistencies. 
Because, you know, the, the world, the people were clamoring for Prom Night 4 to come out. They had to get that shit out on a deadline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so inside Mark showing off, um, showing Jeff some lingerie that he bought for Megan, who happens to walk up. And she's like, oh, okay. And she takes lingerie and just heads upstairs to change into it. Again, I'm no, hmm, I mean, yes, she's already wearing lingerie. We established that, which is still, I think, for an 18 year old girl who's we've already know has image, self image issues, and is a good, like the good girl. I was like, I don't know, like many 18 year olds that would like are into like garter belts, corsets, and thigh highs at 18. And like yeah. our boyfriend, but he's like, oh, you bought more? All right, I'm gonna go put this on right now, like that into it. I mean, as a guy, I'm like, yeah, awesome, great. But I'm like, make things like, I don't think that would really happen. Like, I don't know if she'd be like that into like, like, oh, okay. It was, like, it's weird. It's kind of, I don't it know. was weird. Her whole demeanor changed once they got to the house. Like, I don't know if she was just like fully into it now or after her sexy experience with Laura, she's a changed woman. <laughs> it awakened her. <laughs> but, but she's like, before she's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And like, which, as she is wont to do. Mm-hmm. And then now she's like, okay, baby, yep. let me go. <laughs> put on put slip into something more comfortable like she's just like immediately into like yeah. all of the sexy things that exactly. are happening and is like the instigator for quite a few of them throughout the rest of the movie so i don't know what happened yeah something about that maybe house, i think you're right maybe old monastery <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah the, the the juju of the monastery um or maybe yeah maybe something like maybe laura woken like awoken to her sexual being in there or something like that um, that or the rotten meat smell. The rotten meat. Going. Yeah, it could be that common aphrodisiac. Forget like you know Hugo Boss and Polo Sport. All you know, forget that. You get that rotten meat smell. That's what the girls want. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, so anyway, yeah. So Megan just goes right upstairs, and we cut her in the lingerie, which is more black stockings with garter belts and a black lace bra and matching panties and blah blah blah. In comes Laura, and they talk about uh, Megan losing her virginity tonight. And uh, Megan uh, puts her dress back on and rejoins the others downstairs by the fire in the fireplace. And that, that's basically the whole the scene there, just shrunken down. Um, mm. Next is um, a boring it's, – it's pretty boring. They just kind of sit around. For the next few minutes, they kind of sit around down by the fire. They talk. They chit-chat. Nothing really happens. I'm fast-forwarding through this part because there's mm. nothing to talk about. Um it was a lot of filler. Yeah, this is the filler section of the movie. Uh, at one point, they all get up and start slow dancing together. So I guess this is our prom. This is our prom at home moment, I guess. Um, Megan then heads down into the wine cellar where she finds a small statue of Jesus on the floor, um, which I think is the one that came to life and turned and looked at the camera earlier, um, <laughs> which how it got here, I don't know. Um, she ends up getting um, scared by Mark, who came up from behind her. She drops a wine bottle on the floor, which shatters Cutting the bottoms of her feet. Uh, that shatters, p- and she like jumps onto yes! it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And she has her feet, and she's like, oh, let me step over this. She's like, she, let me jump on it instead. Like, she, she like pitter patters <laughs> her feet on it, too. I'm like, oh my God, stop. It's like she's river dancing on the glass, is basically yeah. what she's doing. <laughs> um, so we cut to the prowler, then entering the house again, and he ducks outside as, as Mark enters, carrying Megan. Up the stairs. He places her on the couch, and then he leaves. Um, the phone rings. Megan answers it. On the other end is Jonas, who says, I know who you are. I know what you did. 
Jonesy calls her a cocksucker and a fucking whore and says it's too late for her now and then hangs up. (laughs) Um, Is that because she put on the lingerie? I think because he's like peeping on her because I was trying to figure it out. I was like, they didn't have sex already. Like they haven't had sex yet. She's still a virgin. But like we're going by these yeah. outdated horror rules, rules, okay? You know, oh, everyone course. deserves to be saved. Uh, but anyway, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't like she didn't do anything. I was like, it didn't happen yet. The yeah. business has not been done. Now the it makes it, it not if, occurred. If, if Laura answered the phone, that would make sense for him to say that. If Laura was the one who answered the phone, well, he already knew. Well, like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think it's, it was because she put on the lingerie. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all. Um, <clears throat> unless Jones just hates women in general, and I, I, mean, it's, I guess, could be a thing too. I don't know. Um, Mark comes back with the first aid box, the bandage up her feet. Um, she tells him about the call. Again, Mark blows it off, saying it was probably just Jeff, which makes no fucking sense. Because how the hell would Jeff be able to call the house from the house? Like, I. Hello, it's the 90s. It's not like they have, you know, yeah, cell phones. He, I didn't even think about that. You can't call the house from the house. Um, so I don't know. Um, meanwhile, upstairs, Laura and Jeff are in the first class section of the train to Poundtown, and they are going at it. <laughs> Wait, you forgot the best. The best. <laughs> okay, what they, did I they do a jump scare that is. A, se- a sex. Oh, the thing. sex scene. Yes, the, the sex sexy jump, jump scene. Scare. The sex jump like- scare. I didn't know how to describe that, but yes, it's great. Like, okay, it's kind of high, but like, but like it's the cut sex to jump Laura, scene. and she's like, ah, and you're like, oh my god, she's being killed. Um, no, nope, she's Static getting railed. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, the sex jump scare. I can't think of many other movies that done it, but yeah. Um, it was creative. I liked yeah. that one. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I, I totally left that out. Um. <laughs> So uh, we cut to Jonas lurking in the basement now. He hears Laura moaning through the air vents, and this causes him to, like, spring into action now. Um, which, again, <clears throat> which now makes me question, like I said about Jeff, how does Jonas call the house from the house? If he's been in the basement, how is he calling the living room phone? Like, I, what? Huh? It does make zero it's sense. Another one of his powers. <laughs> he has powers over the phone lines. Right? He can control the phones. Um, outside, we see now we cut to John outside with a video camera filming Laura and Jeff fucking through a window. Now, again, remember, Laura and Jeff are supposed to be like 18 year old kids, but damn, do they fuck like porn stars. Because seriously, at one point, they were having sex standing up. And I don't know about you guys, but if you know, that is fucking hard. That is not like sex 101. That, like, I don't know what 18 year old kid is banging like that. Like, that shit takes some real skill and experience to do it standing up. Like, that is not easy. (laughs) Also, like, can we talk about this brother? Like, yes! Needs to sedate him. Like, please. <laughs> this kid's more of a menace than Jonas is at times. Is he old enough to drive? How the fuck? How did, did he, he get, get there? there? He, he's certainly not old enough to drive. He's fourteen at and least. He's minimum. planning on filming this and distributing. Oh it. yes, John, because he lowers his camera and says this is going to be worth a fortune, and then he turns to leave for some reason. Because like, I'm sorry, but if you're filming a sex tape. Why would you stop recording in the middle of the sex? Like you would wait for, oh, I don't know, the money shot, like henceforth the fortune, the money shot, then stop recording. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, so 
was obviously his first time. It's his first time. Illegally and non-consensually <laughs> filming a porno. And, and it's his fucking last time, too. His first and last time. Because um, as soon as he turns to walk away, he bumps into Jonas, who's now outside. He screams. Yet no one in the house hears him, even though he's, like, right outside. Like, there's no noise because there's no stereo playing because they're all that's gone. And he's no reason for he's screaming loud like there's no he should be heard out in the middle of nowhere sound travels it's not like there's city cars and all this stuff going around around him anyway jonas lifts him up off the ground with one hand again and seems to crush his skull or neck i don't fucking know because it's not shown all we get is like the sounds of bones crushing or crunching and then we see john drop to the ground with blood all over his face that's the it thing for me is that like good riddance with John. <laughs> i'm chill with him being dead i know he is a child but he freaks me out no he, well, no, he, he, he would have been on a evil yeah. powers would he have gotten yeah he, he was gonna be on like a watch list when he got older or something <laughs> yeah. he there's yeah he was going down the, uh, the wrong road he was not dark gonna path, be a dark path <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i agree like john dead doesn't bother me in the bit he's he's done uh, we cut to Mark and Megan. They start kissing. They're making out. And we jump right back to Laura, naked, taking a shower. And again, gotta say, she's got a great little body on her. She's smoking hot. Um, after the shower, she puts on this some different, just totally different now, silky lingerie thing. So this is like the second or third set of lingerie this girl has. Like, again, how many 18 year old kids have like full like wardrobes of lingerie all just lying around. Like that's a Make lot. A great allowance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that shit's expensive. Like how do they afford that? Um, so uh, they, uh, she heads back to the bedroom to find Jeff, like laying on wait, the bed, wait. fully covered. Okay. Wait, go. wait, you okay. can't move past that part until this one, just cause it comes back Okay. in as soon as she gets out of the shower and puts on her silky lingerie, she draws a little smiley face in yeah. the steam on the mirror. Which oh, yeah. comes back later on. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have that in my notes when it comes back, but yeah, go ahead and bring it. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's fine. Like, yeah, this is where it brings up. It, it's worth noticing, mentioning now. It's, it's just so weird. I guess it's supposed to be like, Oh, I'm so happy. I just had sex. Yeah. What look how cute. Time. And, yeah. <laughs> no smiley face in the mirror. Boop. Um, so she goes back to the bed, finds Jeff um, on the bed, like fully covered the sheets. Just from head to toe, he's underneath the sheets. Can't see him. Um, she's playfully teasing him some, and she's about to go to pull the sheets down off him when she hears a banging sound. She gets scared. She sits down on the bed, calling for Jeff. The door now begins to shake and rattle. And that's when Jonas springs up from under the covers and grabs her, covers her mouth so she can't scream. We cut to outside the bedroom where Jeff is trying to open the bedroom door, but he's got his hands full of like wine and glasses and a bottle opener and all this stuff. And he's like, got a, one of the wine glasses in his mouth. He's like, open the door. Laura, open it. He can't. Um, that's of the whole thing. from bit. the other side of the door, it had sounded like supernatural moaning. Yeah. And like an evil <laughs> demon was on the other side. <laughs> um, so he sets a lot of stuff down, tries to open the door, but now it's locked. We jump back to Megan and Mark. Um, they get interrupted by Jeff telling that Laura locked him out of the bedroom. Um, Mark's like, fuck off, dude. I want to get back to making out. But Megan's like, no, no, maybe something might be wrong with Laura. We got to go. So uh, they head up to join Jeff where they try the door again. It opens right up. Like, uh-oh, he was never locked. And when they go inside, Laura's nowhere to be found. Um, and this is where I, I watched him to smile yeah. face. So 
like like Monica said, she she draws a smiley face on the mirror um, when she gets out of the shower. Um, but when they're looking around for her, when they go into the bathroom, they don't. Nobody knows. They just for the audience. But you see that the smiley face has now been turned into a frowny face. Um, okay, so Jonas has time to put like emojis in the mirror now. And also, can we talk about the impossibility oh, of this? Stupid! Uh, yes, because, thank you. There is no more steam to cover exactly. Up the mouth. So that means Jonas had time. The only way this works is if Jonas went into the bathroom, turned on the shower to steam up the mirror a second time, then went over to the mirror to draw the now frowny face from where the smiley face used to be, and then somehow still get Laura and himself out of this bedroom before being sp- spotted. Like that's insane. That they, it just doesn't so work. Stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, it's a frowning now because she's dead." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, great imagery that you've used here in the film. It's called cinema, baby." <laughs> so. <laughs> I just love the idea that it's like, oh, I got, oh, this is too good. I can't do this. Oh, we're going to steam up. They're going to love this. And he goes and steams up the mirror this. again. <laughs> even if he's just going up to the mirror and he's like, ah, ah, on it to steam it up a I guess, little bit. Yeah, I even guess you can do that. that is still hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they took the time to do that. Um, so anyway, they split up to go look for Laura. Meg and Mark go downstairs while Jeff takes the upstairs. Um, also, I want to mention that for someone who got their feet, basically did a jig on broken glass, um, her, um, broken wine bottles, Megan seems to walk around perfectly fine. Almost like it never happened. You know, I mean, <laughs> fuck, even John McClane limped, you know, and dead art, die hard, not dead art, die hard. Um, I mean, goddamn. So Mark ends up going down to the wine cellar where he finds a hidden room behind a broken section of wall. Um, and actually, it's more like he found the fucking French catacombs. Because yep. he goes under there and it's like, like, hey, I'm in a wine cellar and suddenly I'm in a medieval catacomb and dungeon. Like, it's that like drastic of a change from the set, <laughs> from the scenery here where we're at. Seriously, uh, like, the, is this going to cause like structural damage to the home if there's a series <laughs> of catacombs beneath the foundation? Like, it should be a sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, that should be sink. Yeah, um, man. It just, I was like, oh my God. Okay, we're going here. All right, we got medieval catacombs underneath a, a, a Canadian monastery. Um, Wait, I recently saw this like post. On, it was like a Zillow post that someone posted on on Twitter. And it was something super similar. Oh my God. Like Are you talking about room? this? They had like a hidden room that actually went into like a cave. And it went into like an unfinished cave. Like, yes, right I saw that too. Room. Yes, it's the same shit as this. I thought it was oh a bedroom, God. but yeah, the same thing. I saw the same like that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, thing. but I'm also like, dude, is this like what was torture being done in this room? <laughs> yeah, was this what like was the official for? torture room? <laughs> Very alarming. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I know how haunted that cave is. <laughs> for deliver us evil. You don't. There's no way to know for sure. <laughs> Man, yeah. Um, I can't believe you saw that. We both saw that. That's crazy. So, um, um, we're on the same side of Twitter. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Mark heads down. He goes down to it and onto uh, the catacombs, and he finds Jonas's old room, the one where he was like whipping himself or something like that. Mm. Um, the flagellation station. Yes, <laughs> that just it. came to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, no need to apologize for that. That's that's good. Uh, actually, I'm gonna give you a little applause for that one. Woo-hoo. 
give, you give some applause for that. Um, so we cut back to Jeff, who is now headed up to the attic, uh, and he sees someone sitting in an old rocking chair with their back to him. And nope, that's not ominous at all. Um, it's giving Black Christmas. Yeah, it's very Black Christmas. Yeah, the good one. The good one. Yes. Um, to be clear. Um, although the second remake wasn't terrible. Uh, the first, I, I take that. The first, first remake, second of the two, three, but the first remake. Um, the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. With the like the hottest cast of a horror movie ever assembled. Oh. My God. Yeah. I had way too high of hopes for that. And so it really crashed and burned for me. I really thought it was going to be incredible. And it was really not. So well, that's, if you that's have, on I, me. That's I, on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, overall, it's not bad. It's fine. Now, the third one, the 2019, holy fucking shit. We can go on a rant on that one. Um, I'm not going to watch it. I don't, I don't, don't want to watch it. I don't, don't see it. Never do. Um, I, I watched the trailer. I was like, dear God. <laughs> it, it's nothing like the originals. They just stole the name to cash grab it. Um, as a matter of fact, that movie actually just won this year's Horrible Horror March Mer, March Movie Madness Tournament of Awfulness. That was our worst <gasps> of the worst champion for this year. Oh, my God. Congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah. You as, did a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> um, as voted on by our fans and listeners, they voted that the worst movie we'd covered in the last year. Um, so, uh, where were we? Um, oh, he's down. Uh, Jeff, the rocking chair. Rocking chair. There we are. Rocking chair. Of course, he thinks the person in the rocking chair is Laura because he's got blonde hair. Um, he walks up to the person in the chair, places a hand on their shoulder. Uh, and the person spins around, grabs Jeff's hand, and no one's fucking surprised, of course. It's Jonas, only instead of a blonde wig, I think he's actually wearing Laura's scalp on his head he's, because there's, like, blood her. coming down. I, I think, think he scalped her. Later on yeah. in the film, it looks like she has hair on her head, um, but I think he scalped her, and that so leads us back to our uh, frowny face predicament. <laughs> he had time to scalp her and do the frowny face thing. He's quick. Yeah. And still somehow, somewhere, hide a body. Because <laughs> we, yeah. um, we never see her body once she gets kidnapped. Um, yeah. So, um, but I kind of love that he's actually wearing her scalp. Because uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, Jonas says, turns around and looks at Jeff's like, who are you going to fuck now, Jeff? And then grabs <laughs> Jeff by the head. Grabs him by the head. Tells him to <laughs> repent his sins. And then starts reciting the Lord's Prayer while squeezing Jeff's head like he's trying to like get juice out of a lemon. Like he is like, squeezing the f- just. Ah! He like crushes his skull. I yes, think. I think that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. He lifts <laughs> Jeff off the ground by the sides of his head. He's squeezing his head so hard that he can literally pick him up off the ground that way and continues to crush his head. Um, so. At this point, I said, I guess the power of Christ compels him because Jeff is screaming out. But of course, again, no one else can hear him. Jones crushes his skull with his bare hands and then tosses Jeff's limp, dead body aside like it's used tissue paper and just blah, done. And that's it. Jeff's dead. All right, P. Jeff. Too bad the insulation's so good in this house. Apparently, no one can it's... hear you when you scream. <laughs> it's just like outer space, like alien. No one can hear you. Um, which is honestly like because this is like an old stone building. That shit would be echoing I know. so hard. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry, but the quote, "Who are you gonna fuck now?" Just... Yeah. <laughs> that just he has so many good lines. Jonas, really oh my 
They're so good. And he says them all with the same like venom. It's he's so, so intense. Mad. He's so intense and into it. I, I love it. And he's got the best crazy eyes in the game. Like that look. He that does, could yeah. kill you. Yeah, Just he does look. have some great intent. Yeah, very. I didn't even think about bringing him, but I'm glad you did. Um, we go back to Megan and Mark, and they're in the basement still. They head up to the main floor looking for Jeff and Laura. Can't find them. So they decide to check the attic next. Of course, why not? In the attic, they find some lit candles, but no sign of Jeff or Laura. How at this point, I think even the rocking chair is gone. I don't know. I didn't see it, but it's very dark. But I think the rocking chair is just gone. Um, oh, wait. No, it might have been still rocking, but no one's in it. Is that another movie I'm thinking of? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, don't mem- I don't know. I don't remember seeing Who the rocking knows? chair Who when knows? they came back. Um, Megan does find a bloody rag on the floor along with some bloody footprints. Um, so Megan shows Mark the bloody rag. And again, she's like, we should call the cops. And again, it's like, again, Mark's like, nah, I got this. I'm going to go find out what's going on myself. I'm going to go out to the woodshed. Idiot. <laughs> They're going like, everywhere. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm going to go out to the woodshed. He just walks out of the attic with Megan running after him. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You have th- your two friends are now missing. You have a bloody rag and bloody footprints on the floor. You've had your girlfriend already report of a uh, <clears throat> like the scary the, the, the scary yeah. phone call, and all your shit's been stolen. Not that that's related, but and you're still like, nah, nah, gonna call the cops. We're good. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Horror movie logic. I love it. Oh um, so, <laughs> so outside, the two of them head to the woodshed, calling out for Jeff and Laura, and then this is fucking amazing this Honestly. never would have guessed this was gonna happen Me at all <laughs> but it's awesome it's so, just out of the blue i know two giant large wooden crucifixes erupt into flames and nailed to them like jesus are fucking jeff and laura's dead bodies um that deserves a round of applause come on there we go <laughs> Just beautiful imagery. Um, bringing it back to the stigmata. Wow, themes are being represented here. It was incredible. Like I, I, I say, I, I, I fucking loved it. it. And honestly, if you put it, that's pretty fucking scary. Like that would be terrifying. Just run out all of a sudden, these two giant crucifixes erupt into flames, and there's corpses hanging from in your backyard. And it's your two best friends. Yeah. Like holy shit, that'd be so damn scary. Um. And, and at this point, they don't, aren't sure that something's going on. So they're like, oh, they might be hurt. Yeah. But it goes from like, you know, 20% scary, 40 maybe, to 100,000. Like they're dead. <laughs> they've been dead. And now they're on fire. On a crucifix <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> and there's like, infrastructure to the horror that is about to ensue. Yes. I, it's completely ridiculous when you stop to think about how much time and effort it would take to set that up. Yeah. And then to have like a, like a detonator or a timer sort of erupts at the right burst into flames at the right time but at the same time fucking loved it it's awesome incredible um mark and megan run back inside the house as one of the bodies they show one of the they show the crucifix and one of the bodies just falls off <laughs> like it burned <laughs> off it just plops to the ground like uh. i don't know if that was intentional or not but like all right <laughs> um finally finally megan goes to call the police she dials 911 and gets the automated message Saying that there is no 911 service in that area and to call their local police department. And, and like, wow. Like, that dates this movie because I can actually remember the days 
when there really wasn't 911 in like everywhere you went. Like there was, was a time when that happened. That was That was a real thing? Yeah. Yeah, like in some rural areas oh um uh like where my parents my my family we had a like this generational like um family uh summer house. Um mm-hmm. and it's kind of up in this uh rural areas it's not like by any major cities and when i was growing up there that was saying like there was no 911 because our problem you had to call like the police department for the next town over because there was no 911 now there is but but that 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 was a real thing like holy shit like that i remember those days why i don't know what could it not have forwarded to to the operator or something so you could get the number for the police department like oh my you would God. think that makes sense like here's that. the number but i know it's like no please not hang up and call your local police department <laughs> this is an emergency um, wow okay yeah well i i i thought that that was some preposterous thing i was like oh another unbelievable moment no that's real that's, that's a real. legit thing okay, and in 1991 <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah back in 91 we still we didn't get the 911 service to like the two thousands or something like that. Like, so it was, yeah, yeah, it was a thing. Wow. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Mark grabs a crowbar for summer and starts beating on a locked cabinet door. Like it's really abrupt and it doesn't make any sense. It just cuts. I mean, like banging the shit out of some lock or something (laughs) like, all right, there's no context to this yet. It just, he's just going crazy. Um, and like, what, what? I don't know. And again, I'm like, because there's no context, like why is he beating on this lock instead of like, I don't know, locking the doors or like maybe run out to the, get the car started and leaving. Like, why is he wasting his time beating on this lock? Um, Megan, well, they don't have a car, right? Because they. Oh, don't that's right. Know, that's right. They the don't limo. know Jonathan even showed up, and I, how the fuck did Jonathan get there? Maybe we don't he know. Flew, like no one knows. <laughs> that's right. They don't have a car. I forgot. Thank. Well, that's one point. He could at least be locking the doors in. Um, anyway, Megan gets the operator, begs him to send the cops. Mark breaks the lock on where the like, trunk camera, wherever this is. And he rumbles and he finds a revolver and a box of bullets. So like, okay. Makes sense now. There's a hat. <laughs> um, he runs back to Megan just in time to find Jonas standing behind her knife raised. He shouts out. Megan turns around just in time to move out of the way of Mo- Jonas's downward stab at her. She runs over to Mark who yells for her to, and Mark's like, get out of here. Go get. And so she runs off. Um, Mark struggles to load the revolver as Jonas starts approaching it, but he does get the gun loaded. And I don't understand. Instead of fucking shooting Jonas, which he's right there, just bang, bang, end this. Um, you will not t- believe what he does next. So, listeners, if you want to take a guess at what he does, I'll give you a quick second here to think about it. What would what does Mark do here? Well, I'll tell you what he does. Uh, uh, Mark. Uh, I mean, you know what, Monica? Why don't you tell these fuck t- what the fucktard does? What this dumbass does? What, you, you go ahead. <laughs> if you remember, you, you've uh, you've asked me the one point where I forgot what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I right. don't remember. What he, does he do? <laughs> he runs up the fucking stairs and no. away from Jonas. The guy with the gun runs away from, <laughs> instead of shooting oh. him. Up, I remember yes, this now. Up the up stairs. The, stairs. the <laughs> like, last thing you should ever do, but everyone always does. I know. It's another theme song. God damn it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Jonas has a knife. Mark has a gun. Jonas has now literally brought a knife to a gunfight. 
and he's Mark is the run running away, not Jonas, but Mark. I'm like, what the shit is happening? Why? Why is he running instead of just shooting Jonas? Just shoot him! Like at this point, hell, he even had the high ground on the stairs, and we've all learned from Obi Wan what happens when you have the high ground. But Mark <laughs> never fires a single shot. He just keeps oh, running. Oh my god. <laughs> He's was, just like he's like I got this gun, but I was just kind of hoping that Megan would know how to shoot it, because uh, I don't really know how to shoot it. Um, a, I thought just the waving it around would do the. I trick. just hope it scare him. <laughs> it, it's a big revolver too. It is not a tiny little no. small. It's like a dirty hairy type Magnum. It's like Barry Burton's gun from Resident Evil. It's huge. It is a giant Rick Grimes revolver. Um, gee, it just. I could not believe what I was watching at this point. So Jonas chases Mark, the man with the gun, all the way up to the attic. Mark slams the attic door closed. He locks it. But Jonas, fueled by the power of Christ, Jonas kicks it open. Just bam, kicks it open with the locked oh door. Oh, my God. And now he's armed with his crucis sword. His sword of fix is back. He's thank, got that. The God. knife's gone. Thank God he's got the sword of fix. It's back. <laughs> And I'm like, where'd that come from? Because he just had a regular knife. Now it's a sword of fix. And I don't know. It's just magic, I guess. It's his, his, it's his Unne- demon magic. <laughs> Beneath his priestly robe. Maybe. Got, like a whole arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> he's like He's the merchant from Resident Evil 4. He's, just he's got like- <laughs> that. What's that thing you were talking about earlier? The aspergarium? Yes, I would never have been able to pull that out, so thank God. Uh, he's got that in there. Anything you could need. Yeah. It's, it's like, what you want, stranger? It's just, <laughs> he's got Arsenal in his robes. Oh, my God. Um, so Mark, still refusing to even try to shoot Jones, decides, you know what? I'm going to climb out the window onto the roof now. So that's what he does. And Jones like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to stab you. So he just starts stabbing up through the attic floorboards, through the ceiling. Um, they and do <laughs> so much feet shit in this movie, and it fucks me up so bad. <laughs> it's insane. It's so bad. I mean. Stab me through the floor really scares me. I don't like that. You don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. I, so seeing this, the crucis sword come stabbing up through the roof, Mark finally is like, oh, now I guess I'll take some shots. He shoots twice through the, uh, the roof but misses. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, but he, he totally misses Jonas. Jonas stabs up through the ceiling, the roof again. This time the sword of fix impales up through Mark's foot. I gagged. It looks that looked proper painful, man. That did not look pleasant at all. Um, (laughs) This causes Mark to drop the revolver, which slides down and off the roof. When Jonas pulls the sword, the the crucis sword, out of Mark's foot, he drops to the uh, he drops down to the roof and starts to slide down. Um, Jonas stabs up again, missing Mark. Mark grabs the blade with his hands to keep him from falling off the roof. And it's, it's, it's awkward. They kind of linger on these shots a little too long, I think. Because yeah, he's just sitting there holding this blade for like 10, Ever. 20 seconds. It feels like for it. 
forever before Jonas pulls it back down again. Mark slides some more. Jonas stabs back up, misses. Mark grabs the blade again. Um, and again, lingers there for like, it feels like an eternity. It's probably like 10 seconds, but it feels so long. As, the pacing is not great. Yeah, it's not. Um, so finally, Jonas just pulls the blade back in one last time. Mark slides off the roof, falls to the ground. Megan comes running out to running out of the house, runs up to Mark. She like gets down by him. She's holding his head in her hands as he struggles to breathe. And then we see Jonas, like, I don't know what more magic powers. He's like standing on a windowsill or either or he's just fucking levitating or he's like Spider-Man now. He's just standing there, I guess, levitating midair. And at, he just, at the, he just throws the sword of fix down. He's like, Whoop! and just throws it. Wham. Impales Mark right in the heart with it, and he's dead. Great aim. <laughs> Great aim. While he's like levitating in midair out a window, because he's not like he's not in the window throwing it out the window. His whole body is outside the house. He's like, he's perched. like, he's like perched, like but he's standing straight up. It's crazy. So oh my god. But. I love it at the same time. It's so bad. No, it's great. It's Um, beautiful. When will his powers end? You know, like like, what can he not do? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Jonathan just jumps down. (laughs) He just plop jumps right down, laying right behind Megan, who screams, runs back into the house. (laughs) This fall might have killed lesser men. (laughs) It it did kill lesser men. Apparently. Because I think Mark was going to die anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just jumps down like nothing. Um, Jonas goes in after her. Megan goes back down into the fucking cellar because, yeah, let's, let's go up either to the attic or the cellar. Let's just keep cornering ourselves in the worst possible places. But and before she goes down there, she fucking takes off her goddamn fucking shoes. That's because right. Because her shoes have mud on them. <gasps> and I was like, they're going to do more foot shit, aren't they? Of course they are. God damn it. <laughs> God damn right they are. Uh, so she hides among the wine bottles. In comes Jonas with his sword affixed. Um, Megan then accidentally steps on more glass, cutting her feet again, um, giving away her position. But she's able to send a sneak back upstairs. But she's leaving bloody footprints behind her, uh, which Jonas is able to follow very easily. Uh, the bloody footprints lead Jonas to a cabinet underneath the kitchen sink. Um... He kneels down, opens the cabinet, and Megan sprays him in the face with like an aerosol can of roach killer. That shit would burn, man. That would oh, suck. Oh, yeah. That's that just poison. Yeah. Innovative on Megan's part. Yeah. Okay. Good. I, applause for Megan. That was good. Give her credit. Because uh, Jonas falls back screaming, clutching in his eyes. Uh, she runs outside, finds the revolver on the ground that uh, Mark dropped. Uh, then it runs back inside to get more bullets for it. Um, and she very easily and quickly gets that gun reloaded. Like, just like nothing. Mark struggles. She's like, boop, 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 loaded. Um, the phone rings. Megan goes over and answers it. It's the police calling back to verify that someone from this number called for help. And she's like, yes, yes, I made the call. But then Jonas, um, Jonas then pops on the line. Like, he picks up a phone somewhere else in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about this part. He's like, he's like, damn, mom, I'm on the phone. Get off the phone. I got it. <laughs> but Jones is like, nope, Jones is on there. He's like, it's out of your hands now, officer. It's in the hands of the Lord. Click. And then Megan. <laughs> the theatrics. 
Megan hangs up the phone, starts looking around for Jonas, who we hear whispering her name. He's doing the whispering thing again. Um, and again, instead of just heading for the doors and getting the fuck out of the house, she starts wandering around the dark house. It's like everything's dark now, and she's wandering around in it. She goes over to a window, pulls the curtain back, and sees Jonas standing there. <laughs> she fires off a shot, then runs away as Jonas punches through the window again. Um, <laughs> fucking love it. She runs outside, sees Jonas, fires another shot and misses, then runs away again while popping off three more shots. So that's five, five rounds she's fired so far out of this gun. She t- runs. How many does that six. type of gun have? Six. six. Ah, mm, all right. <laughs> she runs to the woodshed and waits for Jonas to enter the doorway. And he does. As soon as he pops up, she fires another shot, hitting him in the chest, sending him flying to the ground. So that's six. Uh, Jonas lays there motionless as Megan whimpers and cries. Um, she starts like, like praying, she's like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, forgive me, for whatever it is. And on that cue, Jonas just pops up in front of her face, like, wham, right there. Wah! Surprise. You called for the Lord? <laughs> you called, I answered, bitch. <laughs> he stands up, pulls out his aspergillium again, filled with his magic fire water. Because he starts spritzing it, and everything he spritzes with it just bursts into flames. It's just fire. <laughs> Remember, this is water he's supposed to be spritzing, but it's just everything. It's just... the igniter in there, too. Like, what the hell is this thing? I fucking love it. Just fire, fire, fire. And so the stack of wood erupts in flames to her left. And then a pile of some other shit goes up in flames on her right. And she's trapped in between the fire. And Jones keeps flicking his magic fire water all over the shed, starting more and more fires everywhere. Megan then arms herself um, with, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Megan, she, like, she, her, one of her arms is on fire. You actually see like her, her arms on fire. She oh, picks yeah. up a shovel, whacks Jonas with it, causing him to drop the aspergillium, which sets him on fire. Cause it's like, it just, nothing. Yeah. Spring, it just falls like at his feet and it just, he erupts. Fire. <laughs> and he just he <laughs> blows up in flames. It goes up. Megan hits Jonas again with the shovel as the flames spread over his whole body. Now, I will say this, because you haven't seen that too, but Prom Night, the Prom Night series here, love their full body burns. Because I think this is the third movie in a row now that has a full body burn in it. Oh, my God. And it looks great. Again, they do a good job. Jonas, completely engulfed in flames, throws something at Megan. She dodges, then swings the shovel at him again. He grabs it, and they struggle for fight control to, um, and fight for control of the shovel. Me. And I have to give again give major props and credit to the, the two stunt people doing this because they're just this, Jonas is just at this point a walking fireball. Yeah. Megan has one arm on fire and they're fighting over a shovel while the whole woodshed around them is on fire. And apparently Jonas at this point just can't take it anymore. He falls to the ground screaming and flailing around as he burns. Mark, Megan puts her, you know, pats the fire out on her arm. She slams the wood dead sh- woodshed doors closed, uses the shell to barricade the doors from the outside, and she takes off running. Now, just we're going to bookend this movie just like it started. It's fucking awesome. As she runs away, the woodshed fucking explodes like it was rigged with C4 and <laughs> napalm. Like, this thing... What was it, in that wood? Thank you. What was in this thing? Because this explosion is massive 
it is like a small nuclear missile went off in this pe- these people's backyard. And it, it's like you get a couple, it's like ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. It's amazing. And Megan, get, you know, the, the, the explosion sends Megan flying. She through the air. She lands on the ground where she starts laser and cries. It's awesome. It's we- amazing. <laughs> This is an insanely weird, shitty movie, but, like, it has some golden moments. It does. <laughs> it really does. Um, we cut to the next morning. Cops and EMTs have arrived. Megan's loaded up into the back of one ambulance. The camera pans over to the black burn stain that used to be the woodshed. There's nothing left of this thing except for a black stain on the grass. That's how big this explosion was. It vaporized everything, apparently. Um so, um, in the back of another ambulance, the cardinal who is there now, who just shows up, the cardinal's there, um, I, and he he just uh, he pulls back a sheet to reveal the blackened, charred body of Jonas, who looks like Anakin after his fight with Obi Wan, which <laughs> I call fucking bullshit because like we we just saw what was left of he the woodshed, which was else. nothing. Like he should be. Bloody chunks. He should not be a person anymore. That ex- he would be. He would just... have exploded. Yes, exactly. He should be nothing but bits and blood and just vaporized. Um, but yet, like Jonas's body is still in one piece. I'm like, fuck that bullshit. That makes zero sense. Um, <laughs> now what's even more fucking bullshit? Is Jonathan opens his fucking eyes. This fucker's still alive somehow. What the blue hell? How? How would he survive that? He is eternal. <laughs> he is. This guy is immortal. Just wait till the next day and he's going to be hot and sexy in like 34 again. <laughs> he always like Wolverine. He just heals everyone up. Regenerative. But... <laughs> So, and that's not even the weird, like, it gets even weirder. There's more weird. So, as soon as Jonas opens his eyes, we cut to Megan in her ambulance, closed, and her eyes pop open. Like, they're psychically linked now or some bullshit? What? Okay. And then it just, it, 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 like, it, it zooms, like, her, it stays on her eyes. She, it's like almost like a freeze frame. With her eyes pop open at the same time as Jonas does. The ambulance dries off. The camera pans over to uh, the house. Uh, we fade to black, roll credits. That is Prom Night 4, <laughs> Deliver Us from Evil. Wow. Wow, what, what a, a ride. Film. What, what a, a film. film. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> so, all right, um, let's move on to our favorite kill. Don't act like you didn't love it. <laughs> favorite kill. All right, so Megan, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry Monica, I'm so, so, you're saying Megan, um, Start with you. The M names. Yeah, the M's. Uh, what was your favorite Call kill? Call me Mark if you'd like. Thank <laughs> God, what your name not like Laura or or Lucy or something, <laughs> Lana. Uh, yeah. uh, what's your favorite? What was your favorite kill of this movie? Hmm. 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 It's hard. It's hard because they're all so amazing. Um, I really like the head squishing for Jeff. Um, okay. Just because. I really enjoy. <laughs> I really enjoyed him like screaming the Lord's prayer at him during that <laughs> moment. Let's like the intensity of that and that line just just before. Oh, you're gonna fuck now, Jeff. Um, 
that was incredible so i i really that was fun i didn't know that he could squish heads and now i do and so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> um all right so all right my favorite kill this is a tough one um i'm torn I, i'm bookending this i'm either going with the the, the, the opening kills in, in 1957 oh. or jones's kill at the end because they both involved fucking massive explosions that I was not expecting at the time. You're a fire guy. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to go with the opening kills because that set the tone for this whole movie. And you get two kills in one. But just the fact that he's <laughs> when he starts sprinkling the holy water that erupts into flames and causes the car to explode. And in the first like three minutes of the movie, I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm hooked. I'm good. This is this got me. So I think he's I'm going to go. Got the, sorry, he's also got the candle mood setting. Yeah, the, he set the mood. <laughs> and that's a little romantic. He stabs the the dude and pushes him back in. He's like, "Go back to your slut." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would have said that. That would be great. If he actually, would have said no, that. No, he does. He does say. Oh, that. he did say that. He I missed that. Oh, I missed that. that. <laughs> he literally says that. He pushes him back and says, "Go back to your slut." That's amazing. Okay, it's boom. Amazing. There it is. <laughs> Opening kill. That's my friend. Opening scene. Oh man! All right. So now, before we move on to uh, our normal uh, post movie stuff, our audience, let's um, on your on your guys' show, Spooky Tuesday. Um, I believe you guys have two uh, bits where you do uh, stupid bitch. I believe and dumb bitch, but yeah, a dumb bitch. Okay. So let's let's. So who's I guess your dumb bitch in this movie? Because there's not a whole lot of options here. So I don't know what, what are you doing. It's it's a toss up for me between Mark. And Colin, um, cause Mark won't call the goddamn cops, and that's maddening. Yes. Um, Jeff is just a silly boy; he doesn't factor in here. Um, but Colin, um, just immediately decides <laughs> to change his entire job description and thinks <laughs> he, Father Colin, young priest, can save the mortal soul of Jonas the Devil. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty fucking dumb. I, I wouldn't give it to Jonas because he's too cool, uh, even though he sucks really bad. But he is trying to, like, uh, maybe call out the ca ca Catholic Church yeah. <laughs> at one point. Um, so I don't. I think it's, it might be Colin. Uh, what do you think? I'm kind of leaning to uh, kind of tend to agree with you on that. I think um, I think it's Colin, too, because he's really if it wasn't for him. Nothing would have happened. In this situation. Yeah, like he's the one who thought he was so smart and he that he could fix Jonas that when everybody else failed, and he's the one who let Jonas out. And yeah, so I'm guessing he's the one who gave him that sexy haircut and shave. I think that's and that's what empowered Jonas. Yes, thank you. He had that sexy ponytail, and that made his powers increase tenfold. He's the he's a reverse Samson. The longer his hair gets, the weaker he becomes. But you take the hair off, and he suddenly becomes God. He's he's reverse Samson. Colin, you should have known. Yep. So I think I'm agreeing with you. I think I'm gonna go with Colin too. Um, so we already touched a little bit on it with the, uh, uh, uh Laura, uh, magazine, but you also have the, uh, make it more gay segment, right? So, How could it be gayer? Yes. Yeah. All yes. right. So let's, uh, w w let's take, let's, uh, take us through that for us. I mean, this movie already has 
a lot going on. Um, I can't comment on the gay kiss between Jonas and Father Jaeger at the beginning because I just can't it really parse through what was occurring at that time. <laughs> um, but we do get gay kisses on, on uh, two sides. So you get a male, male, female. Well, you don't get a female, female kiss, but you get a female, female scene. Mm -hmm. um, so that's exciting. Uh, I mean, we could have had it be real. It <laughs> yeah. could have been a real thing between Laura and uh, Megan. That would have been awesome instead of whatever baffling thing did occur because I still can't parse through what was going on there. Was Laura trying to figure some things out? If so, she didn't act that part really right. out all the way. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm going with that theory. I'm thinking Laura was trying to act some or, or, or kind of get some pent out, uh, like maybe sexual tension or sexual confusion out. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I think I agree with you, too, because I think that maybe Laura's just trying to she's she's young. She's discovering her libido, as we can see in this in the movie. Mm -hmm. and there's that point where he, she gets down to pray to God and she's like, I'm sorry, God, because I faked it both times we had sex today or whatever. Did she say um, fake it so or did I enjoy it like, both times or something? I don't she know. She said that she I think she said she faked it both huh. times. Okay. Um, so if that's the case, then maybe, you know, maybe she is, yeah. maybe she's, she's just with, with Jeff because, you know, he's around and he's down. Um, but <laughs> Megan is really the apple of her eye, um, which I would love. Cause then they could have just run off together and not gone to a weird half snow, half not snow <laughs> monastery house, um, filled with rotten meat. I feel like they would have had a better time if they had gone to prom. <laughs> yeah. That, lesson learned. If, People just be yourselves, man. Don't don't try to hide it. Just just yeah. you know wave that wave your freak frag. Um, also, like they're in these fancy ass dresses. They mm -hmm. don't want to show that shit off to, at prom. I don't know. I yeah, like, I like, you think you can be? You just got ready for four hours, and you're just gonna go to a mountain with these two dudes? Yeah, without showing that shit off. Yeah, that's a great point. Like you don't buy that dress. Those dresses not to be seen in them. Um, no, yeah, that's half the fun is just be like, yes, I do clean up nice. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I, here's a point or something I just thought of. Um, now I agree with you. I, I, I like the theory that Laura is, I, I think, actually maybe a, a like, she's bi or she's just a lesbian who's confused at the time. But this goes back to we could getting rid of John. That, that whole character is stupid. And he doesn't need to be there. But since we're sticking on the topic of, uh, of sins and the Catholic Church and their weird views and everything. You could have had John replaced by a gay friend who shows up, and he and and Joan is like kills him for being gay. I mean, not saying that's right, but that you know that yeah, would yeah, fit yeah. in with like the whole view of the Catholic Church that gay is gay is wrong, gay is sin, and all that. Um, and that would have, I think, that would have been a better fit. I think that would have fit the story, fit in better with what Jonas was doing than just better. having this weird, creepy kid going around filming people having sex. Um, yeah, that, like, I don't like to see another gay person die, but at the same time, I didn't like to see any single thing that John did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It just, I, I think it would fit with the theme. I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, no, I feel like just the because theme of Catholicism I, and yeah. that ass backward views. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at this time, you know, in the in like early, late eighties, early nineties when all that was going on. Um, mm -hmm. all right. So there we go. That's our, that's your, our, Dumb bitch, not stupid. Dumb bitch, and ma let's make it more gay moments. Um, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on time. to the odds <laughs> and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, so 
we look up the ratings um, of all the movies. So IMDb gives it a 4.1 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, this is exciting. This is exciting. Ron Tomatoes. I'm excited by this because we now have another member, new member to join the official 0% club. That's right. This has a 0% on the thermometer joining such fine movies as Slaughter High, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, Draniac, Leprechaun 2, Troll 2, Repossessed, The Horrible Dr. Bones, and Leprechaun Origins. So that all... And this, Leprechaun Pro, Prom Night 4 is now part of the 0% Club. Congratulations. But it, <laughs> it does... What an accomplishment. It, it's, that's not, that is, yeah, that takes some skill to be the 0%. Uh, it does, however, have a whopping 12% audience score. So not wow. favored highly on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't understand why. But then Amazon <laughs> gives it a 3.4 out of 5 because Amazon's always messed up. Um, plot keywords there were 39 total plot keywords um here we go here's some of the ones that we got we have bare breasts casual sex 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 standing up exploitation, putting on stockings um now i wish aaron was here for this because uh for his next few because the first one i would need him to drop a beat for me because we have psychotronic as back again we still have no idea what a fuck a psychotronic film is, but they keep popping up on our shows. I like it. It's provocative. Yes, yeah, psychotronic <laughs> film. Uh, and finally, finally, after a bit of a break, our pervs are back in force with this one because we got black bra and panties, red bra and panties, girl in bra and panties, and panties <laughs> are back as plot keywords for this movie. Um, the pervs are back in full force. <laughs> where do you see these? Are these on IMDb? Yep, you go IMDb, oh look at plot words, and you get get a list. And um, yeah, this on our show, so we this is just like the same people who are writing the trivia, being like, just so you know, there's some pennies in this. Yeah, it's like, people saying plot words. What's this watchers. movie? Exactly. Like when we first started the show years ago, like <laughs> we went on a string, like it was like ten movies in a row, where all of them had panties as a plot keyword and we're like damn there's some panty loving fool pervs out there looking at horror movies is putting in panties so all oh the panty God. lovers can know where to find their panties in movies and oh it just God. became a thing so once again we have the panties are back um wait for this i have one. a question about one of those what yeah. was like the canuck canuck ploitation uh canadian what is that? it's like oh black ploitation black potato uh exploitation so canucks a canuck ploitation i'm uh, so it's wow. basically Canadian, bad Canadian film, same thing. Okay, all right, all right, all right, wonderful. Um, <laughs> so uh, moving on to trivia, unfortunately, I couldn't find anything worth mentioning. Um, I, I should say, I, I'm going to emphasize worth mentioning. So <laughs> there was some shit, but it was all stupid. And it probably no, wasn't. there are like zero articles. I was trying to find yeah. some stuff, and it's just people's like personal reviews. I'm like, I don't care. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, budget. I could not find the budget, so I could not play the budget game with you tonight. I was really sad about that. I was really wanted to have you play the How budget much did game. Those pyrotechnics cost. Exactly. I was. I, they had spend the, that money on something. All those uh, loonies on something. That. <laughs> um. So that brings us to Mortal Kombat. Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Mm-hmm. 
Light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right, all right. Um, now, so there were only 14 total reviews on Amazon for this movie. 24% of those are five-star, with 10% being one-star. So the five-star reviews, unfortunately, there are none. Zero. All the pe no. people who gave it five stars did not actually write a review. So I got nothing to go on on Amazon. One-star reviews. There's only one written one-star review on Amazon. Uh, from Moban writes, this must be the lowest budget, ill-cast, sorriest excuse of a horror movie ever made. Hands down, that's it. One star. So... I feel like I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, you have not seen worse. I mean, I know you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but that's no fun. So I went to IMDb, the land of review novels. And uh, luckily, I did find a, a, I did find a, some relatively short ones. The first one is a 10 out of 10 review on IMDb. So the equivalent of a five-star. 10 out of 10 from Jimmy PLM. He writes, the kind of movie that involves a group of partying Sexual, sexual active teenagers getting killed off one by one appeals to you, then you will love this cliche slasher movie. I personally enjoyed it. I think that the actresses were quite delicious and oh. that the idea of a murdering priest was kind of interesting. If you want a great horror film, rent Psycho or even Night of the Demons. But if you want something to pass the time, rent this movie. It is worth watching for horror fans. Just don't expect to see Mary Lou from the second and third installments of the series. 10 out of 10. Again, I don't think that comes across as a 10 out of 10 review. Yeah, it's, like, it's pretty like, wishy-washy. Yeah. Like if you want to watch something to pass the time, yeah, it's fine. That's basically what it boils down to. But I love the fact he says the actresses were quite delicious. Horrifying. That's a little weird. That's why he liked it so much. <laughs> um, a second 10 out of 10 from Poison Keyblade. Right, it's Prom Night 4 Initiation. Um, which is not the right title, um, is a surprisingly underrated horror gem that is a great find. This fourth installment in the Prime Night series is often overlooked because of just that. It's the fourth installment. No one ever expects much from Prom Night films, but most of them, excluding the first, are excellent movies, and this is, installment is just barely the best of them all. Prom Night 4 should be looked upon as a masterpiece of the genre. It had a few similarities to the original Black Christmas, but I actually like this movie way more. 10 out of 10. That makes me this sad for you. <laughs> has such bad taste. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm don't sorry you... if they somehow hear me, but baby, <laughs> you think this is better than 1974 Black Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I know, right? It just makes you feel sad. Well, at least he has something that he likes. I mean, it's good to be passionate enough to write a review, I and guess. He didn't get the name right, though. It's like he confused Prom Night 4 and Silent Night Deli Night 4 or something because. Prom Night 4 is Deliver Us From Evil, not Initiation. <laughs> Silent Night Deli Night 4, I believe, is called Initiation or something. But Oh, that's got just, the whole thing confused. Yeah, and then the like, Black Crif Christmas reference. No, that could be right. I, but, I mean, you even said yourself, the, uh, well, the yeah. rocking chair in the attic. Um, but the Christmas-ness of Silent Night Deadly Night. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But he talks about the other Prom Night films, so it's weird. Who knows? Um. Now, from the other side, we got to do the other side of this battle, the other side of that coin. We got two one stars, or two one out of tens. First from Captain Cooth, Prom Night 4 is another movie that blows big time. 
Not only does this movie have no redeeming values, but it teased me. All right, Monica, I want you to just sit back and enjoy this guy's rant. Because oh no, oh no. <laughs> it's going to go in a weird direction here. Oh, I can feel it already. Um, not only does this movie have no redeeming values, or redeeming values, but it teased me. Dude, I don't like to be teased. The filmmakers teased me when the two women in the beginning were combing each other's hair and they suggest a femme-to-femme moment. Then the lame director didn't go through with it. I got so mad that I nearly kicked in the TV monitor. How can they do that? If they pulled it off, it would have been so cool with the lame old chicken out. And I was left with a horrible movie and a, and a wigged out religion. And a wigged out relig- religious fanatic, if I wanted to watch a movie like that, I would have rented Happy Hell Night, one out of ten. So this guy goes on a rant and gives it a one time because he got teased. He, he got blue balls from the les- lesbian scene, I guess. <sighs> like, that's his rant. <laughs> like, like, that's again, crazy. <laughs> the internet exists. Porn exists. Just go Google it. Like, go on. Go. You know your search terms, baby boy. Like, there's, go get them. There's thousands and thousands of porn that start with two Catholic schoolgirls. I mean, it's. Uh, I just, God. That's what his holdup was about that's, this movie. There are so many other things to be mad about, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the weirdest part of the movie, probably. Um, but I was not mad at it in the same way. <laughs> and last one, one out of 10 from. Uh, Coventry, uh, what's the most frustrating thing that can happen to you in the video store? This is another weird one. All right, so what's the most frustrating thing that can happen to you in the video store? Imagine you find a box that says prom night with a nice gruesome cover. You seem to remember that uh, talking in terms of A slashers, this prom night is supposed to be a masterpiece. Without hesitating much, you take it and go home. Then you play it, and as the credits start to appear on the TV screen, it turns out you rented something that's actually Prom Night 4, Deliver Us From Evil. They made a Prom Night 4 now? I've been had! One out of ten. <laughs> Dude, that's your own so fault. the first one? <laughs> like, did you not okay. read the label? It clearly says Prom Night 4 on it? Like, don't get I mad at the movie, get mad at yourself. That's your I own relate fault. to this a little bit because like two weeks ago, I like was looking at books on um my like library app, like for an audiobook. Okay. And I was like, okay, so I want to read something horror-y. Um, and then like I saw Woman in Black on one of the lists and that's you know the daniel radcliffe movie came out a long time ago and i was like oh i wonder what that book's about so like i i just rented it and i and i just started listening to it and i like got through the whole thing and i was like huh this, this is so weird there's the male the, the main character is not a man um and daniel radcliffe i'm pretty sure was the main character in that movie like i don't remember it that well and i was like huh it's like a lot different there's a lot of kids involved and there's the <laughs> person is a teacher i'm like this is very different thematically i get to the end and it does the credits it's like thank you for listening to women in black like deliver us from evil or something <laughs> like that um and i was like uh, wh- what? <laughs> and when you look at the the picture, the picture does say "Deliver Us from Evil," whatever the fuck it is. But it the the title itself just said "Woman in Black," and so I listened to the sequel. That was like some bootleg sequel, not written by the same author, like something completely different. Like I had fun with it, and I was just like, "I've been had." Exactly. <laughs> so like, I've been there, boy. I feel you. <laughs> Sometimes you get bamboozled. That's funny. All right. <laughs> So that's it, guys. That um, before we move on, like I said, we are sorry. You've heard what the other people had to say on the fight. 
Now we're going to wrap it up with our final thoughts. Monica, I don't know if you're familiar with how we wrap this up, but um, give us our final thoughts on the movie. And to you, is it so bad it's good or so bad it's scary? Uh, what are your final thoughts here? Hmm. I, I laughed a lot. I cried. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did like guffaw. You know, I, I like, I love bad horror movies. Like I love it. Troll 2 is one of my favorite movies like <laughs> of all time. You know, I love that shit. I love when it's stupid. Um, I feel like some things went in an ooky icky direction that I was like, yeah. And I feel like also the pacing sucked. So like the, the final act, you know, when it's supposed to, or like the last third where it's supposed to be like amping it up. It didn't really like amp it up for me. Like a lot of it was just like dead space. Um, so, so there could have been more stupid hijinks in there. And then I would have been like, oh yeah, it's so bad that it's good. Um, I'd say it's so bad. It's scary. Not, I, I had a blast, but I'm not going to watch this again. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, this was a real, I was a real, um, real fence sitter on this one. I, I just, it could go either way. I remember years ago when I first watched this movie, um, thinking about doing first, I was like, this is terrible. The video quality at the time was, it was bad. Like, it was grainy and like, okay, this sucks. And I remember parts of it seemed very slow. Like I said, the pacing, like, ugh. But when I went back and started watching it for this, to get prepared for this episode, I started like, man, there's explosions. There's this crazy priest with amazing lines and this insane intensity. He's kissing priests. He's calling sluts and whores and fucking and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is insane. And then there's people burning crucifixes and more explosions and it's just it's insane like this like this is is like is this good like i don't know am i being hoodwinked here like what's going on what is happening like i is this actually gonna be a good movie but then i'm like i think like yeah the 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 pacing slow there's that once they get to the house it does drag for a bit like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. slow stuff but then you also have the weird pervy brother it's like there's some weird shit but um I think at the end of the day, would I watch this again? And I don't, part of me thinks I might, but another part's like, no, I've seen it like four times now. I think I'm good. <laughs> but so like I said, I'm really torn, but I think, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, I'm going to go so bad. Oh, also, I want to say one thing before, because of the people who allowed the, um, you know, people and the reviews I didn't write down. Uh, we're also like, they were complaining like this fell into like the um kind of like a, a Halloween three or um some other sequels that if you if they had a different name to them like if it wasn't a prom night movie like if it wasn't prom night yeah. four if they just called Deliver Us from Evil and released it by itself as that then like okay maybe but when you see attach that prom night label to it you're expecting at this point either the Mary Lou or something connected mm. to the prom. You're expecting something different, especially since two and three were so campy and different. And this one gets yeah. very serious. Um, I think that also hurt. Like if it was just delivers for me with his own thing, then, and not have the prom night attached to it, I think it would have been maybe received a little differently. Um, mm. And delivers for me is a good name. It is a good name. I mean, it fits. It really, it does fit. Yeah. It, it fits the theme. This movie fine. That would make me think a lot differently of this. Yeah, if it but wasn't when, like a fourth sequel. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you attach that prom night four on it, and it really does change things. Especially again, since like I said, there's a prom night with no prom. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I'm gonna. 
Listen to Fuck it. I'm going to say so bad it's good with an asterisk. I, I'm going there. I, I'm torn, good but I'm asterisk. going good. I'm going you know good what? because a lot of people are probably going to hate it. And But I had so much fun talking about it with you. And there's something Same. like the, the explosions, the, the priest, the, the one-liners, the, there's the weirdness, the lesbian scene. That you, there's so much things that why are these things happening? The snow, the no snow, and the the corpses oh, on a crucifix. Like me. It's like, God damn it. It's like, yeah, I kind of say. I like, liked it now more. Like, if you haven't seen it, watch it at least once. Like, especially, it's it's yeah. free on Tubi, so it's not going to cost you anything. Um, I'm going to say so bad it's good. At least worth worth one viewing, at least. So, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. It took me a while to you get there, but I'm going good. Me. Well, because there are so many funny things that happen in it, like they're just preposterous things, and I love preposterous things. Yeah. and maybe I'm also a little Jay because I am coming off Night of the Dribbler, which which is like probably the all-time worst movie we've ever seen on this show, and so anything I can't compared even to that is is that, that is a thing. It's a thing. I didn't watch a trailer yet or anything. Is the mm -mm. is the uh, is it a basketball that is a man or or a murderer or No, that would be better. A murdering basketball would be better what what this movie is. Be like is. rubber. <laughs> exactly, it would be like rubber. Um so maybe I'm just like anything's better than than uh Night of the Dribbler, but I know I think this movie's worth watching at least once. It's it's crazy. Just forget it's prom night, just go and think okay, it's called Delivers from Evil and have some wacky fun with a priest spraying fire out of his holy Aspergillium and stabbing people with a crucifix sword and it's insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane. So watch I, it at yeah, least once and have fun one. with it. It's um, worth one for sure. Yeah. I did one and a half viewings and I had a good <laughs> fucking time. See, well, there you go. Um, all right, so that's it, guys. Thank you for so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I'll, I'll be back uh, later with uh, another sitting guest for Aaron while he continues his hiatus. So in the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies. Check out Spooky Tuesday on all, everywhere you get your podcasts and. Remember to always keep it tight.